It's chilly. Once again. That time of year. It is winter. Of course. Of course. And uh, welcome back, everyone. It is episode 50 of Thirst and Goal. Can you believe it? I cannot believe it, Ben. It's our 50th episode, and 50 days away is the Super Bowl. That is amazing. Uh, you know, starting this podcast with a mic hanging from a <laughs> chandelier uh, low a year and a half ago, or give or take, or a year and a month ago, uh, pretty shocking that we made it this far. Yeah. Uh, to 50 over over full a year. Episodes. Over a year now. Um I mean this is our 50th episode but we've had some uh, some special episodes here and there we've thrown in. I knew we had the Super Bowl episode. I think we had another one with also. The collaboration. Yeah, we had the collaboration as well. So it's been more than 50 but this is officially for Thurston Goal our 50th full episode. So this is pretty amazing stuff. So you are all lucky to be here tonight. We are lucky to be here tonight. Uh, I think we're more lucky. Uh, and we are lucky to have <laughs> folks that continue to listen to the show and, and grow the show each week. So thank you all so much for, for helping us get to episode 50. We're going to toast our glasses. Ben. And Franny, what are you drinking in your glass over there? It's uh, what I've been drinking the last few weeks. Um, it is the Jim Beam Rye and Coke. Oh, it's very nice. And the bottle is almost empty. Almost empty. I didn't realize it, but we have so many other ryes true. there. Um, but I don't want to mix all of them with Coke. You know, it kind of dilutes the flavor. Uh, but what about you, Ben? I have a brand new gin that finally picked up for me today. This is the Aviation American Gin. Uh, I believe that this gin is owned and operated by actor and Hollywood <laughs> superstar, Ryan Reynolds, uh, and it's a very, very good American-style dry gin. I am drinking it with a lime, and I am continuing in the wintertime to throw a sprig of rosemary in here, which I've really begun to appreciate. The rosemary with the lime with the gin, especially a dry American-style gin, it's very, very good. Very complex. It's very complex. <laughs> and look for those pictures. We are going to post them on Instagram as well as on Twitter. Yeah, at Goal Thirst and... At Thirst And. At Thirst And. <laughs> All right, Friday. What are we going to talk about tonight? Tonight, Ben, on the big board, we have our NFL news as usual. We have some housekeeping. We have our Week 14 recap. We have our NFL playoff picture. We have our Week 15 picks. We have our shout-outs to our fellow podcasters out there. We also have Ben's Betting Corner. It's a little bit higher up on the board. And Ben, you have a new song for us tonight. We I'll do. be the judge of that new song. Yes, you will. And uh, we'll see if it's good enough for our listeners <laughs> to hear. That is true. If not, you'll get back to writing the lyrics Yes, again. exactly. And we have uh, our shot of the week uh, in honor of the holiday season. We have some Christmas shots, some Grinch shots. The, the Grinch, Grinch that stole that, the playoffs. Exactly. Who will stay in and who will steal it? A spot, at least. And we have our beverage of the week. It's a beverage uh, that I've been excited since last week to try. It is uh, the Whistle Pig Piggyback Six-Year-Old Rye. And we also have some El Segundo beers. We we were happy with their double IPA weeks good back, beer. maybe very months good. back. And that was a very good quality beer. And I'm sure this one tonight will be the same. Well, we'll sample it. We'll see. And uh, then to finish up tonight, Ben, we have some housekeeping. Yes, indeed. Friday, what are we going to talk about first tonight? What's on the big board? First up on the big board, Ben, 
is our NFL news? Yes, yes. This is a one. This is a little bit of NFL news to begin the show that's near and dear to my heart. Franny is. I don't know if he's read the agenda thus far. I am now. But the Patriots have said no, no, no to Antonio Brown. This is something that we lead with if we can. Uh, so although they need additional offensive weapons, God knows they need some <laughs> offensive weapons. They have less off- offensive weapons than the Philadelphia Eagles right oh, now. I don't know about that. For their postseason push, the New England Patriots will not re-sign wide receiver Antonio Brown. What? League sources have told Adam Schefter of ESPN. Brown has apologized to the Patriots and to owner Robert Kraft publicly. He's also apologized to the public and to others. But New England hasn't considered bringing him back since deciding to move on from him during the season as much as the offense could use him. Although Brown won't be resurfacing in New England, he's expected to find work once the NFL wraps up its investigation. There are teams out there that would love to sign him once his case is resolved, said Brown's oft-maligned agent Drew Rosenhaus, who has maintained regular contact with a handful of teams since regarding their interest in Brown. But the NFL's investigation is almost three months old, and even if it were to wrap up before the regular season ended, Brown could wind up on the commissioner's exempt list and face additional league-imposed discipline. Friday would say you about the one team that we thought might sign Antonio Brown should he be able to play early next season has said, no, we do not want Antonio Brown on our roster. And that's saying something considering how they've got a bunch of mechanics and old gardeners out there playing <laughs> on their <laughs> offense right now. Uh, you know, I, I think um, Antonio Brown is pretty much done in the NFL. I don't think we're going to be seeing him, see, be seeing him anytime soon in the league, or actually ever for that matter. Um, you know, you, you can't just call people out and complain and shoot your mouth off on Twitter and well, social media in, in, in general. Um, but uh, he's he's definitely a head case. You know, I just don't think I don't think teams really want to put up with his bullshit. And Ben. Do you have anything negative to say about Antonio Brown? And and should I pour the shot on the table? Yes, you probably should. All right, all right. Uh, So as as Franny had described, or I have described many, many weeks in the past, if I say anything negative about Antonio Brown or anyone in the AFC North, I do a shot. If Franny says anything negative about the Cowboys or anyone else in his division, he does a shot. Antonio Brown, this is very, very happy, happy news. I know it probably shouldn't lead the podcast, but anything bad that happens to Antonio Brown, because he is a bad human being who does nothing that isn't out of his own self-interest, not being signed by the Patriots, the one team that could probably keep him under control, this is really, really good news. He's going to end up on some team like the Raiders again, potentially, or the Dolphins, or the Buccaneers, or somewhere where he so. can wallow in obscurity for the rest of his career. I don't think it's going to happen. Hoping to make his bill payments. All right, Friday. But, I mean, do you think there's a team out there that would pick him up? I mean, oh, do you, yeah, do you, for do sure. Do you think the Dolphins or the Raiders would bring him back after all that crap that happened with the Raiders, with the helmet, and just being a prima donna, burning his feet up in that cryogenics? I don't even know how the hell he burned him up. In and France? looks like a White Walker, you know, sort of Yeah, feet. it was... It was- Terrible. Yeah, it, it didn't look very good. No, yeah, it was his, his, I think the soles so. of his feet were all peeling and everything. I don't know why you would post that. I could see uh, Cliff Kingsbury media. doing it. I could see, uh, uh, you know, potentially the Green Bay Packers and Matt Lefleur, you know, <laughs> doing it to you know help Aaron Rodgers' career, uh, you know, move <sighs> forward as he gets older. I can see teams out there believing up. that they could put up with him and change him. Just like every other team is that you know, just like the Raiders thought they could change. Him. I mean, Mike Tomlin, just like the Patriots thought they could change, did him. it for so many years and so much credit. Uh, 
to Mike Tomlin for keeping him under control. For eight seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pretty shocking. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to take this shot, Friday. I'm drinking a little. Uh, well, Jack I don't know. What fire, Jack Fire. Uh, no, it's Jim Beam oh, Fire. Jim Beam Sorry, fire. Jim, Jim Jim Beam Fire. Wait, yeah, actually, we got a brand new bottle now. An additional five dollars. Pretty yeah. impressive. <laughs> no, it's a Jim Beam. It's a Jim Beam, not the Jack. All right, I'm going to take the and, shot. And uh, well, I, I want to take a shot. Oh, he's going to take one you, with me. But I have to say something about something negative about a team in my division. The Cowboys are a hot mess right now. Yeah, but that's the truth, though. That's not you know talking shit. That's just the truth. Um, Washington is also in shambles. Yeah, fuck Washington. Fuck All right, Washington. and they will We're have a new them tomorrow. Head coach. All right, here we go. Jim Cheers, Fire. Ben. It's a, it's a late start to the podcast, so I better get these shots down. Exactly. <laughs> mm. Very good. Very, very good. I do good, like good. the Jim Beam fire. All right, next up, we have something that no one probably expected. You did, Ben. That is true. You called it. You I called did call it two it. weeks ago. That is true. Uh, see, Franny's always giving me credit for the for at least the things that I am correct about, and he punishes me for the things that I am <laughs> I wrong about. I give credit where credit is due, Ben. And I am wrong more than I am right. <laughs> but Drew Locke of the Denver Broncos, after earning his first career start, or his first career win in his first start last week. 23-year-old Drew Locke faced a more daunting task Sunday in his first road start. Take down the rock and rolling Houston Texans, who were just one week removed for shutting down Tom Brady and the Patriots. Locke just did just that and more on Sunday afternoon, leading a dominant Broncos offense to four scoring drives and 31 points against Houston. In the first half, the second-round rookie threw three touchdowns in the first two quarters, completed 22 of 27 pass attempts, and finished with 309 passing yards and 136 passer rating. Seven Broncos receivers finished with at least two receptions, and Denver ran away with a 38-24 victory over the AFC South, leading Texans. After Locke's electric performance, one of his veteran teammates, who could only marvel at the rookie's afternoon. He's a fucking rock star, linebacker Von Miller said of Locke, per the Athletics. Wait, Nick. why did you bleep that out? Javaba. <laughs> why did you bleep it out? I bleeped out? it out in the writing. I don't know yeah. why I bleeped it out on the agenda. Uh, that was probably my own uh, you know, fear of typing fucking on my, on my computer. That's pretty funny. Uh, Denver finished with 391 total yards and a 7.1 yards per play average after his First hot start, and after posting 356 yards of total offense combined the last two weeks. Part of that is due to Locke's thriving and coordinator Rick Scangerello's offense, particularly on deeper passes. Locke attempted eight passes over 10 yards, passed the line of scrimmage, completing five for 155 yards and a touchdown and throwing one pick late in the third quarter. I don't think he missed many today, Broncos coach Vic Fangio said, to that to do that on his first road start against a team that's going to be in the playoffs, probably win their division, makes it even better. Franny, what say you about Drew Locke? That's amazing. Did John Elway finally a, I hit remember, the lottery here? I, rem- I don't know about that yet, but I remember you said it two weeks ago, Ben. You were excited. I was. I was. To watch Drew Locke and see what this guy can do. And how do you leave this guy on the bench? I mean... That- how, does, how is this guy behind Joe Flacco and behind the other dude that they started after Joe Flacco. I don't remember who that was even. Uh, it wasn't Bo Scarborough, was it? I, I don't know. No, he's, <laughs> he's somewhere else. He's in Detroit, I think. Yeah, but how do you think this guy? That's, uh, I, mean, he's, Bo. He, I, I watched a little bit of that game. I, mean, I didn't pay too much attention to it because uh, they were pretty much blowing out Houston. And I was like, oh, whatever, you know, I'm not going to watch this bullshit. You know? But 
the, what I did watch, I was very impressed. Yeah, I mean, with his had, mechanics, I, you know, I was impressed uh, with him moving out of the pocket, finding open receivers. I mean, he looks really confident out there. Yeah, and I, mean, I guess that comes poise. with age. I mean, he is twenty three. Yeah, I mean, he had poise. He's got apparently he has a lot of confidence, and one of his concerns is that people are going to misconstrue his confidence with arrogance. So he makes every attempt to assuage people of concerns that they have that he is too cocky, too confident. But he says he believes that he can do this job, and he believes that he can, he can do this job at a high level. Uh, you know, John Elway was criticized when he made this pick of the youngster uh, last year. But, you know, he, you know, after many, many, many attempts to draft a quarterback for Mr. Elway over the course of the last five or six years, it looks like he may have finally found himself... Yeah. A quarterback to go out there and beat the Houston Texans mm-hmm. soundly uh, and play as well as he did on the road. Uh, I was really impressed with this kid, and to get those kind of compliments from both his head coach, but more importantly from Von Miller, who knows a thing or two about competent quarterbacks because he's been chasing them around the pocket <laughs> for about eight or nine seasons. I think that Drew Locke could potentially—I know it's just one start, two I get starts, it, two starts, or two starts—I get it. But I think this kid has got some potential. Yeah. And one of the most successful franchises, you know, maybe not Super Bowl I just, wins. I just wonder where they would be right now if they had started him over Flacco. I mean, I know that's hard to do because, you know, they picked up Flacco. I'm not sure what the contract was. You I know, think it was I mean, a one-year. Actually, I think I think it was a, was, I think it was a trade for Flacco. It might have been a trade. So they picked up the tail end of his contract. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think the cap hit is pretty small. But, I mean, they're 5-8 they're and eight right now in the AFC. With him starting, you know, they... they Probably would be a little bit higher up there, you know, in the playoff standings, or or at least uh, in contention for the playoffs. They're play- basically done for the year, but this is very promising for the Denver Broncos and for the franchise moving forward if he continues to play this way. Yeah, and it's very exciting. I mean, with Mahomes and now Drew Locke and and Lamar Jackson and Jameis Winston, who's exciting to play because he scores points for both teams <laughs> when he's out there. Uh, but there are a lot of young quarterbacks out there that can carry the league forward, and I think that's a really good sign mm-hmm. uh, for the league, just generally speaking. But I, I was really impressed yeah. with what I saw just from this numbers. kid. Just his numbers. You know, I mean, it, he's he's sort of outgunned Daniel Jones. You know, he sort of moved Daniel yeah. Jones to the I mean, back Daniel pages Jones already. Daniel Jones looked good for those two games. For two those games. Those first two games. We'll see how Drew Locke continues the rest of the season. But I love his confidence, and uh, you know, don't be afraid to be confident out there if you believe yeah. in yourself. Yeah, he's really got nothing to lose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and, and John Elway, this could keep him in that front office for a little longer. Yeah. I mean, I think for John Elway to be on the hot seat is an extraordinary thing, given what he did to in the city of Denver, but mm-hmm. I think he was getting close. Mm-hmm. All right, next up, the Patriots beat again. Oof. New England was burned twice by officiating calls that cost two potential touchdowns late in the game. An, a horrific whistle that blew on a fumble recovery and an idiotic no challenge, or he wasn't able to challenge yep. on, an, on an obvious touchdown by rookie receiver Nikhil Harry. Both Bill Belichick declined to complain about after the game, but both of those calls were horrific, and that's some from someone who can't stand the New England Patriots, but both those calls were horrific. The first came on a quick whistle on a Travis-Kelsey fumble. Rest blew to play dead during the Chiefs' tight end, down by contact. The play was overturned, but it negated a return in which it appeared Stephon Gilmore had a free run to the end zone. On the ensuing drive, Patriots receiver Nikhil Harry appeared to reach out for a touchdown, but was ruled out of bounds. Replays showed the wideout's foot inbounds, 
But with no challenges left, Belichick couldn't contest the call. New England wound up settling for a field goal, which changed the tenor of the end of the contest. The Chiefs' big road win pushed them to 9-4, and clinched the AFC West title. Andy Reid for the fourth straight season. It also moved them within a game of passing New England for a potential first round bye and Baltimore nipping at their heels as well. The loss sent the Patriots to 10-3 and on the season and essentially two games behind the Ravens for the top spot in the AFC. For the next week, it's on to Cincinnati for Belichick's team and the video crew that needs to get back on track after back-to-back losses. But Franny... What do you think about the Chiefs beating the Patriots pretty soundly? Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that shocking. I think me and you both chose the Chiefs to win this game. I mean, every time that the Patriots have come up against a good team this year, they've lost. Um, you know, they lost to the Chiefs, they lost to uh, Houston, and they also lost to the Ravens. Well, it's not shocking. The Ravens are beating a everybody. powerhouse right now, but you know, they can beat. The Eagles, you know, they they can beat the Jets, they can beat the Dolphins, they can beat the bad teams. But this year, they can beat the Steelers. They, well, they beat the Steelers early on in the season, but the Steelers were still trying to figure things out with with their new quarterback. Um, if they played the, the the Steelers now, I'm not sure exactly what would happen in that game. I mean, it would be a lot closer. I mean, they they, they kind of blew the Steelers out in that game. Yeah, but, but if one. they if they played them tomorrow, I might choose the Steelers in that one. Yeah, it but, was pretty ugly. Yeah, I mean the the, the Patriots. I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. I mean, you know, we're, everyone was high on them when they were nine and zero, but you know, they've they've lost uh, a few in a row now, and you know, they're obviously they're still going to make the playoffs, but they're not going to make a, a deep run. Yeah, and they could potentially lose their first round bye to the Chiefs if uh, the Chiefs continue to win and the Patriots can suffer a loss or two down the stretch here. But yeah, I was shocked by it. I mean, I was shocked by Brady's reaction. You know, screaming at his receivers for the second straight week to get separation from. Their defensive backs, I don't know, you know, Brady's been lucky his entire career. As much as great as he is, most quarterbacks are throwing to receivers that don't have significant separation. That is the very nature of the NFL. If every quarterback had guys that had separation and were open down the field, every quarterback would be successful. So Brady is now being asked to do something that a lot of quarterbacks are asked to do every single week, and he doesn't like it. Mm -hmm. Uh, They double-covered Edelman in this game, and granted, they did have two... At least one touchdown taken away. I'm not sure that had the Kelsey fumble been, you know, the whistle hadn't blown, that there would have been, sh- you know, surely a touchdown on that play, but mm-hmm. probably would have been a touchdown on that play. So that's 14 points mm-hmm. off the board. You know, the Patriots obviously got screwed on both of those calls. And I do support Belichick earlier on before the season on the competition committee saying it's really moronic that if you win your challenges, why you continue to, you know, why you burn out challenge. I think it's uh, if you if you win one, you get two more. And if you, you know, you lose those two, then you can't challenge again. But it just seems ridiculous that you can't challenge a play after you've already been successful on two challenges. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It just doesn't, or one challenge and, and one that was unsuccessful. But either way. Yeah, but that, that Nikhil... Harry but it was touchdown. obviously a touchdown. But I mean, why not just call it a touchdown? If you're unsure that he was out of bounds, why call it out of bounds? Just let the play, you know, play out, let him get into the end zone, and then you can challenge it without the coach even having to throw a flag. You just challenge it then. And uh, the, like we've mentioned so many times on this podcast, I mean, the officiating this year has been terrible. Horrific. Last year was also disgusting. Yeah, and I was watching the game. I that mean, the Rams officials game, just, the Rams, Rams game, game was horrific Going as back well. to the Rams Saints game, eh? <laughs> and it's just. 
Well, that play, yes. Friday and I have a disagreement about that one. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it should have been pass interference. But I don't know that it changed the outcome of the game. This one might have. Uh, but to see the two officials talking uh, after the play happened, clearly they had some confusion mm-hmm. about whether he was in or out. So I agree I mean, with Friday a thousand so percent. Close. Why not I mean, just rule it so a touchdown? Close. And let the, the, the replay official mm-hmm. look at the play. Everyone's going to see it on national television. But he wasn't even necessarily close to the line. He had a good two or three inches yeah, of was... green between his, his cleat and the sideline there. And mm-hmm. how you could miss that, I don't know. Yeah, but I don't understand it. poor, poor Patriots. Yeah, they're not looking good. They're not looking good in the AFC. They're no longer the powerhouse that they were. And I know you're excited about that. I ben. am. Yeah. I am. Unfortunately, <laughs> we've got the Chiefs and the and the Ravens and the now Ra- to deal yeah. with. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, what do you think about? There was a little other piece of news about the Patriots. Oh, there. The, yeah. Uh, their video crew, do your job, <laughs> was uh, videotaping at the Bengals game. It was a Bengals Browns. I can't yeah, remember something who like they that, played. But I, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't think this is worth talking about a lot. A lot of people have made a lot of hay about this, and a yeah. lot of podcasts have made a lot of hay about this. You know, videotaping because they a were game. accused of it in the past, and so people are sort of jumping on it right now and pointing fingers and saying, "Hey, look, they're cheating once again." Um, but you know, there there's so much you know game tape out there. Um, I, I don't think you need a guy up in the booth, you know, filming the game from the sideline or wherever he was. It, it, it just makes absolutely no sense. You know, it, it's. It's just one yeah, of those yeah. things. It's 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 good for the media. I mean, the media can you know talk about it. It's another story for them. But um, I, I just think it's a no story, really. Yeah, seemed really silly. I mean, this was live game action, so this wasn't filming a walkthrough or filming a close practice. Mm-hmm. This was filming a live game. Yeah. Any fan could come with a you know surreptitiously placed video camera on their hat mm-hmm. and film the entire sideline from both directions. Uh, you know, just to me, it's a non-story. I think they're just trying to, as much as I. It pains me to say this. You know, people are trying to gin up, you know, opposition to the Patriots and drama about the Patriots because I think, to Franny's point, it makes good copy. It, uh, but to me, this is a non-story. Yeah, I agree, Ben. All right, next up, something that is near and dear also to Franny's heart. Why is it near Ryan? Because you like Ryan Tannehill. I don't like. I don't like Ryan Tannehill. I'm impressed with the way he has played this season. He is six and one right now as a starter, and the Titans look dangerous in and the he AFC. Is a, and he is about to set the record, I believe, in the next if he can hold this out for the next three games for the longest yards per yeah yards I mean, right per now, play dropping back. I think it's about ten and a half or eleven yards in NFL history. Yeah, right now he's showing the Dolphins what they could have been. Yeah, I mean, well, the Dolphins, a lot of people want to show, <laughs> the Dolphins are trying to t- tell the Dolphins what they could have been. What a poorly run <laughs> franchise that is. Sorry, Christian, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, quarterback Ryan Tannehill surprising resurgence continues, and Diana Rossini of ESPN.com reports the Titans are internally discussing a new contract for the 31-year-old signal caller. We heard several weeks ago that Tennessee would make an effort to retain Tannehill this offseason if he continued to perform well down the stretch. But Rossini's report suggests that the Titans are now sold on the man who has led them to a 5-1, now 6-1 record since taking over for the disappointing Marcus Mariota. Despite rumors... That Tennessee could put the Turn franchise the tag on Tannehill. Rossini suggested that the Titans are not considering the tag, but are thinking about the type of contract that would make Tannehill their starting QB for the foreseeable future. 
But that is quite a development for a player who rarely lived up to his billing as a front or as a first round pick with the Dolphins, who was sent packing and acquired by the Tennessee in an effort to push Mariota into, uh, you know, playing a little bit better. Tannehill has the 7-5 Titans in the thick of the AFC playoff rates. I'm sorry, Steeler fans and outside scouts have praised his play with Tennessee. Plus, he has been much more than a game manager as he leads the league with 9.1 yards per attempt and a 113.9 QB rating. Given his history, contract negotiations could be complicated, but at this point, it would not be surprising to see Tannehill land something akin to the four-year $88 million with over $50 million guaranteed that Nick Foles received from the Jaguars earlier mm-hmm. this year. What do you think about Ryan Tannehill's amazing resurgence? Yeah. I mean, 10.5 yards per drop back, that's impressive. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's really six, impressive. Six and one. And, you know, they could potentially win the division. I mean, they're nipping at the Steelers' heels right now to make that final wild card spot, but they might actually win the division because of Ryan Tannehill and what he's been able to do, what he's been able to accomplish. And so it might be the Houston Texans nipping at your heels pretty soon, Ben. Unfortunately, I have to root for, you know, I have to root for either the Houston Texans to win two of the next two of the next three games against the Tennessee Titans or the reverse. Uh, yeah. because I think they have them twice in the last three games. I did not expect this, but as we said, you know, earlier, for some strange reason, this division seems to always send two teams to the playoffs, even when we don't have high hopes for them going in. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm impressed with Tannehill. I mean, yeah. to watch him play, I mean, those deep passes, he threw a ball about 50 yards, 40 yards down the field, off his back foot in the last but game. But he's able to run the ball. I mean, he's also pretty fast out of the pocket. Yeah. I didn't realize that, you know, know watching what? him play with the Dolphins. I mean, I don't know what my. I mean, he looked like uh, whatever his name was in New York. The name always escapes me. It was a it was a quarterback they had for a while. The arm was really weak, and he could just sort of uh, threw like Steve Smith from American Dad down the field. <laughs> I can't remember what his name was, but that's, that's sort of what he reminded me of. And I want to say Peterson, but that's wrong. Um, but he he's really really impressed in that no? Mike Rabel offense. Yeah, and the defense in Tennessee is playing well. I mean, what what were they doing with Mariota out there? You know, I mean, seriously, you have this guy, just like uh, Drew Locke, you know, with with the Broncos, you have this guy sitting on the bench, but you have Tannehill right behind Mariota. He's just sitting out there, and he's a much better quarterback than Mariota. What are these coaches looking at? Draft pick. You know, where (laughs) you were picked in the draft. I mean, that is, I mean, they can't be wrong. Yeah. For the same reason that you can't get picked, you know, kicked out of Harvard because they don't want to admit that they were wrong in admitting you in the first place. Yeah. I mean, but from the first game, I mean, he's he's impressed. You know, I thought his play would sort of drop off, but he's actually improving game after game after game. And the Tennessee Titans, I mean, with with Derrick Henry now running the ball well, they're getting better. I mean, they're they're if they if they do make it into the playoffs either as a wild card, I hope not for you, Ben, uh, or as a division winner, they're gonna be a dangerous team in the AFC, and it's because of Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, and if we do, I mean, if we, if the Steelers for some reason do not make the playoffs, and Tennessee finds their way in there, I will give them credit mm-hmm. for moving on from Marcus Mariota and taking a chance on a quarterback out of my, you know, you know Ryan Tannehill, and having the guts to make that switch, much like Mike Tomlin had the guts to make the switch from Mason Rudolph to an undrafted rookie this year, even though most coaches. Probably and, wouldn't do that. And Ben, you're wearing his jersey tonight. You yeah, got the I got my I got my jersey. Devlin Duck Hodges jersey on tonight. Finally, finally came in the mail. Yes, I think they walked it here from the <laughs> East Coast. Uh, it took about two weeks to get here, but I am wearing my number six. It is not 
Bubby Brister. It is, in fact, <laughs> Delvin Devlin Hodges that I have on my back tonight mm-hmm. because Roethlisberger has maybe one or two years left. Who knows? Or what maybe we're going no to more. See. Yeah, I mean they showed maybe he's some, done, Ben. They had some video of him jogging out before the game, and it, the only way I could describe it is uh, labored. Looked, <laughs> he looked well. He's always been labored, though. I mean, from his rookie season, he looked sort of labored. But it looks like That's he's doing new. a lot of hunting and uh, eating chili with <laughs> bread out of a bowl. I'm not sure, but he he does not look. I mean, he's got the whole full on neck beard. Yeah, he he, you know, might be the quarterbacks coach next year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he has been. You know, talking to Tomlin a lot on uh-huh, the sideline, uh-huh. but uh, you know, you never he's, know. What, what 38? He's thirty. He's going to be thirty-nine. 39 I think, yeah, yeah. Next year. And he's taken way more hits uh, in his career than Tom Brady has. And I know Tom Brady's a little bit older, but he's taken way more hits than uh, than Tom Brady and Philip Rivers. Uh, so, he, like you said, he's labored. He's always been that way, but he's had quite a few injuries on and off the field. Um, so. That could be the last of uh, of Roethlisberger, and if uh, Devlin Hodges continues to play this way, quarterbacks coach. That's true. I don't <laughs> want to count my ducks before they're hatched. <laughs> All right, next up, we have the. Oh, actually, that's the last of the NFL news yeah. for this week. We yeah, had the, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Patriots' non-story story, uh, uh-huh. but we sort of melded that into our you know content or about week fourteen recap or week fourteen. Recap. Uh, so, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have some housekeeping. We do, we do. We have a little bit of housekeeping for you folks. Please, 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 thank you all so much for listening to our show. We are humbled that you like our show and encourage you to share our website, thirstinggold.buzzproud.com, with your friends, relatives, anyone you think would also like the show. Anyone can listen and subscribe for free by looking for us, searching for us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, CastBox. CastBox. Google Podcast, Overcast, Stitcher, or just about any other podcatcher out there. Please leave us a review. We've up to, I think we're up to 11 reviews on iTunes. So please, folks, help us get some reviews on good iTunes. Good reviews. Good reviews. Good reviews. <laughs> I always feel strange when I listen to podcasts. They're like, leave us a five star review. Like, uh, do you, well, you don't want somebody uh, but to leave, It's just if, a weird thing you, to ask if, for. If, like, if, if you, want if you think us, our if, show is good, leave us a five star review. If, if you don't want just to leave, leave us, us a, like, it's like. No, yeah, just leave us a five star. If you're thinking right, anything Friday less. Has, Friday has no shame. Four or five. Okay, four or five. Preferably a five. But if you're thinking one or two or three, just don't do it. Go listen to another podcast then. Yeah, there's lots of NFL podcasts out <laughs> yeah, there for you. So many. Unless you think we're a five, then good for you. Yes. Well, we're <laughs> definitely a five. But I'm not ashamed, Ben. If you believe I got no shame. Please leave us a review. If you'd like to leave feedback or ask a question to be answered on the show, you can email us at podcastthirstinggoal at gmail.com, or you can call us direct at 818-350-2680 and leave us a voicemail. Please be aware we may play your message or question on the show. Please also follow us on Franny's amazing <laughs> Instagram account, at Thursdan, and on my average yeah. twitter account at goal thirst dropping dropping a we're, new we're dropping a new, a new podcast. podcast tonight <laughs> all right Friday, what's very much out of character <laughs> for me for you ben <laughs> who took over our, our our twitter account we have a more modern millennial uh, yeah. centric twitter account now Friday, what's next up on the big board next up on the big board ben we have our week 14 recap all right hold tight everybody we'll be right back with our week 14 recap
All right, and we are back with our week 14 recap. Ben, we did already talk about the Cowboys and the Bears last week. We were I was shocked by the Cowboys loss. You were not. And uh, the first game up on the docket that we have not talked about, the Colts and the Bucks. Ooh, the Colts and the Bucks. Wait, did we talk about Wait, we talked about the Thursday game. Mhm. Did we talk about the Vikings lost or the Vikings? Or the, yeah, we did. We You're did right. talk about that one. Yeah, yeah you yeah, are we correct did talk about that. So Colts and the Bucks. Yes, <laughs> that's what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That we was, got a little bit of a late was, start tonight, folks. That was loud. That was so loud. you'll have to bear with us there. I apologize for that. <laughs> so the Colts, 35. The Buccaneers, 38. The Colts playoff hopes dwindling yeah. as we speak every day. Jacoby Brissett, 19 of 36 for 251 yards and count them two touchdowns in the game. Jameis Winston, 33 of 45 for 456 yards, four, count them, four touchdowns and subtract it, three huge interceptions in the game, one for a touchdown for the Colts. Marlon Mack back in effect, but only for 38 yards. Uh, Marcus Johnson for the Colts finished with a touchdown. Zach Pascal with a touchdown as well. Franny, what say you about the Bucks and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> wallowing in obscurity here at the end of the season. The poor Colts, who had yeah. hope earlier in the season, now appear to be yeah, seemed- dwindling and falling from grace here as we close out the season with three games to go. It seemed like they'd be battling for a position uh, with uh, Houston and with the Titans, um, but you know, with three losses in a row now, uh, usually you win a game when you win the turnover battle. Which they did, you know, four turnovers for the Bucks, one for the Colts, but Jameis Winston with 456 yards. Ugh. You know, it was it was it was a fun game to watch. It was a back and forth battle between both teams. And are you queuing up some sounds there from the game? I am band? not. I oh, am I thought not. Like, you, were, you were touching. Okay. Oh, sorry, I'm <laughs> touching the uh, the equipment over here. I thought you I thought you had something queued up for us. Uh, but it, it was a fun game uh, to watch. One of the interceptions wasn't really Jameis's fault. Kind of you know tipped off the receiver's hands. Um, but the Colts were gifted a good field position throughout the game. They just couldn't do much with it. And uh, you know the Bucks took advantage and they won the game. Barely. Yeah. At the end, it was a fun one. Yep. My glass is full as hell, and it's going to get real full in a minute. Got to give a little Bruce Arians love there, Friday. What's next up? Next up, Ben, we got the Ravens and the Bills. Oh, this was a heartbreaker to watch. The Bills took it down to the wire with a chance, a chance to tie this game and potentially push it into overtime, but it was too much to overcome. Ravens 24, Bills 17. Lamar Jackson with another you know, pretty good game. Pretty good. 16 pretty good. of 25 for 145 yards. Three, count them, three touchdowns in the game. One interception as well. Mark Ingram continues to contribute 50 yards on the ground on 15 carries. Lamar Jackson with only 40 yards on the ground against that staunch Bills huh. defense. Hayden Hurst with a touchdown. Willie Sneed with a touchdown. Nick Boyle with a touchdown as well. But the Bills, Josh Allen continues to get it done. Not enough in this game. Only 39 attempts, 17 for 39, 146 yards, and count it. One small touchdown in the game, but not enough to overcome the Ravens' offense in this game. I thought the Bills had a shot in this game. I thought they might win this game outright. 
But the Ravens well, sitting at 11-2 and two just were too much for the Bills. I think uh, last week we actually both predicted that the Ravens would just blow out the Bills, and it seemed like it would happen, but the Bills sort of hung in there with their defense. Um, but at the end, they just couldn't pull it off and tie the game. It just wasn't enough. And I was really rooting, well, as a Steeler fan, obviously rooting for the Bills in this game, not rooting for the Bills this week. It's our adopted team. But, uh, yeah, I do feel a little bit, you know, I mean, the Bills had a chance there at the end mm-hmm. of this game to tie it up, and it just the, the Ravens' defense was just a little bit too much. Friday, yeah. what's next up? Next up, Ben, we got the Lions and the Vikings. The Vikings blowing out the Lions 20-7. to Not oh, a surprise there. Yeah, this wasn't a big surprise. Kirk, as Friday would say, Kirk, motherfucking cousins, 24 of 30 for 242 yards and one. Count it. One touchdown. Dalvin Cook back and healthy. 18 carries for 62 yards and a touchdown in this game. Adam Thielen did not play, but will, in fact, be playing this week. This week. Uh, Oba Ola BC Johnson with a touchdown receiving for uh, the Ravens in this game, or sorry, with the Vikings in this game. Uh, but the Lions against David David Blow. The bloom is off the roves for Mr. Blow. 24 of 40, barely 500, 205 yards. Count it, one touchdown and subtract it. One huge interception in this game. Not a particularly stellar performance for Matt Patricia, who might be on the hot seat in Detroit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, Friday, what's next? Next up, Ben, uh, surprising results. Uh, you know, the Packers getting the victory over the Redskins 20-15 to uh, in Lambeau, though. So I expected this to be a blowout for the Packers, but the Redskins you hung in there. You always expect it the, to be a blowout for the but Packers. But they're playing the Redskins. You know, it should have been. They're it should have team. been. They're a three-win team. And it seemed like early on, I think it was 14 nothing to start the game. Um, but then, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers didn't perform too well down the stretch. Excuse me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hasn't performed that well this season, actually. Excuse me? I've been kind of shocked with his play, actually. He's holding the ball too long. He's he's waiting and waiting for that particular play that he's looking for, that big bomb down the field, that game-breaking play instead of meticulously moving the ball down the field and eating up clock. Rodgers is struggling this year. Uh, 18 of 28 for 195 yards and count it! One small touchdown in the game. Aaron Jones with another touchdown in this game as well on the ground and Robert Tonian Jr. who I've never heard of with a touchdown through the air. But Dwayne Haskins continues continues his mediocre play. 16 of 27 for 170 70 yards. Count it. One touchdown and subtract it. One interception in the game. Adrian Peterson, the ageless wonder. 20 carries for 76 yards and a huge touchdown in the game. Terry McLaurin through the air with a touchdown. You know, I, I agree with you. And I that think was a nice grab. That last grab, that it touchdown. It was a beautiful yeah. grab. You know, I, I agree with you. I think Rodgers is, you know, he's struggling. Is it the fact that he doesn't have the weapons around him? But he's never really had, I mean, you know, Jordy Nelson, he had him, he had Randall Cobb. But once they left the Packers, they weren't the same player. No, not so, even I mean, close. Even with, with, with the receivers that he has, you know, he's never had big name guys out there. They, he just made them big names. Yeah, I mean, when he had Donald Driver and those guys out there, yeah. I mean, he had, but those guys, again, did not go on to perform with any other team, nor were they expected to perform at the level that they did when they were with Rodgers. But I think this will be the year that they may sneak into the playoffs. No. Well, if, the Packers, I think they will make the playoffs, but they're not a very dangerous team. 
Now, and, and the Vikings are nipping at their heels a little bit. They there. are. They're right there. They're right there. But uh, yeah, your beloved, your uh, beloved Aaron, Aaron Rodgers not having his best season. Uh, yeah, no, not this year. Maybe and might not year. be maybe listening to his coaching as much as he should. Or maybe he has too much. That's true. That's true. <laughs> All right, what's next up, Franny? Next up, a shocking result, Ben. The Broncos and the Texans. The Broncos winning 38 to 24, and that's generous. That's a generous scoreline yeah. for the Texans. Because the Texans came back and got 14 points in the fourth quarter, meaningless points mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter. But Drew Locke, 22 of 27 for 309 yards, three, count them, three huge touchdowns in the game and subtract one interception for the 23-year-old rookie. But Philip Lindsay, another undrafted rook, or second-year player, with a touchdown in the game, 51 yards on 16 carries. Noah Fant, the rookie tight end, finishes with a touchdown, as well as does Royce Freeman and Jeff Howerman. But we talked about this a little bit mm-hmm. in our NFL News. Drew Locke with a huge game, outdueling Deshaun Watson, who had 28, 28 of 50 for 292 yards. Count it, one touchdown, but subtract it, two huge interceptions. He did have two touchdowns on the ground as he is off to do and DeAndre Hopkins cannot be denied seven receptions 120 yards and a touchdown receiving but this was a huge huge result yeah putting the AFC South in to play for the Tennessee Titans mm-hmm. and I think they play next week I think it's the Texans and we'll talk about that more in the week 15 picks but next up Ben the funnest game of the weekend the Niners and the Saints. Uh, I hated it. I know Franny <laughs> loved it. Uh, what is there to hate? What is there to hate too about Too much the game? scoring. Not enough defense. Yeah, but you would expect defense with these two teams playing because their defenses both, both have good defenses. are very good. And I know I mentioned last week, you know, I wanted a little extra from Jimmy GQ. I really did. And he proved me wrong this week. He actually had a really good game. He had an excellent game. He had an excellent game. But you knew who had better game? Garoppolo fires, it is caught, still on his feet is Kittle with a big play and the stiff arm, George Kittle, flags fly, he's down to the 30. Guys yeah. grabbing onto his face mask as he goes down the field, continuing to move the ball into field goal range to essentially end this game 48-46, to the first game in NFL history ever to end 48-46, to I am told. But Franny, what do you think about that exciting and I, I like it. I mean, I li- Chiefs, Rams, this is- number two. Wait, what? what was it? Wasn't it the Chiefs and Rams last year that will put oh, yeah, up that, yeah, that, that crazy, was that. That exciting 50-50 like, yeah. game? But I, I enjoyed it because this is not what we expected from this game, from either team. We expected a defensive battle. You know, obviously you got Breeze, very good quarterback, but he also hasn't been spectacular this year. So I expected it to be a lower scoring affair, but you know, 48, 46. And I remember, you know, while this game was going on, we were texting back and forth with Sonia because Sonia's definitely rooting against the Niners after they scored that last, last touchdown. She's like, yeah, it's, you know, there's, they scored, but there's still 53 seconds left in the game and they have three timeouts, the Niners. And, uh, you know, she was right. It was definitely enough time for the Niners to drive down the field. And that last Kittle catch, Man, yeah, I mean that, that guy was is a beast. That was, you know, Garonk like. It was uh, to move the ball down the field the way that they. Did. I mean, Garoppolo really, really impressed me in this game. Twenty six of thirty five for three hundred forty nine yards and four count them four huge touchdowns, one interception 
in the game. Emmanuel Sanders throws a pass for 35 <laughs> yards in the game. What a great pickup by them. Um, Raheem Mostert again with a touchdown, mm-hmm. and Emmanuel Sanders with a touchdown on the ground, or sorry, through the air. George Kittle with a touchdown. Uh, Raheem Mostert with a receiving touchdown, but this was a, a wild, wild ride from start to finish in the Dome down in New Orleans. Drew Brees, 29 of 40 for 349 yards, and count them, five touchdowns through the air in this game. Pretty amazing effort for the ageless wonder. Drew Brees also with a touchdown on the ground, which is not something that happens every day. Michael Thomas with a touchdown. Jared Cook with two touchdowns. Traquan Smith with a touchdown. You Josh a touchdown. Hill with a touchdown. You get a touchdown. Everybody gets a touchdown. I don't, oh, I don't think Taysom Hill had a touchdown in this game, though. <laughs> Finally. Uh, but yeah, I'm not a huge fan of these huge, you know, running up the score types of games. But well, it's not running up the score. They didn't just run up the score. Well, they scored a lot yeah. of points. It's not like one team was just running up the score and the other team scored 10 points. I mean, it was back and forth. It was a battle. Yeah. It and was, it was a lot of fun to watch. It was the game of the weekend, one of the games of the season. I know Franny likes these high-scoring affairs. I, it was just unexpected. It was, but and Garoppolo. I mean, I, I he. Yeah. It's hard to say that the man did not impress no. this week. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he really did. He really did. I mentioned it last week. You know, does he have it? You know, can can he carry the Niners in the playoffs if their defense doesn't perform well? And he did it. And he beat he him in it. a close game on the road. Oh, wait, exactly. Uh, with a lot of adversity and a, a, a short clock. I mean, they were down. Yeah. You know, they went down early in the game. They were down by 14. You know, they they, they came back. It was 28-27 at the half. I think they went down again. But, I mean, they were continually down in this game. With 53 seconds left, he drove down the field and won it for them. Yeah, shocking result. I mean, a shocking result. I, I expected either the Niners to blow them out or... Uh, you know, a close, you know, 28 to 26, 20, 24, somewhere in there. But for 48 to 46, yeah. with no overtime in the game, uh, Sean Payton pissed off, of course, because of the ridiculous <laughs> non-call. I mean, it was a good non-call. I mean, it probably should have been called could've holding. Could have been. But there's no pass interference on a punt when you're in a punt formation. Sean Payton should have known that. I mean, it was amazing, amazing Heads up play and amazing coaching on that play for your DB to know that he could yank on him and push him around all the way down the field without worrying about a pass interference call. Great, great coaching in that game. And Shanahan and the Niners deserve to win it. Mm-hmm. All right, Franny, what's next up? Next up, Ben, a game that we don't have to talk too much about. <laughs> Did this game happen? The Bengals and the Browns. The Browns winning 27-19. to Yeah, the battle of the obscurity that is the <laughs> AFC North. The Bengals sitting at 1-12. and Cleveland Browns sitting at 6-7, and seven, keeping my under-9 wins for the Browns bet alive <laughs> in that game. But really not much to say there except the fact that the Browns continue to win games when it doesn't matter. Yep. Oh, next up, exciting victory for Friday. What's the next up? Why is, it, why is it an exciting victory? I mean, it's the Panthers and the Falcons. The Falcons won 40-20. Both teams are out of the playoffs. Not much to talk about That's here. true, but you do like Mr. Matty Ice. Hey, he's had a good season. He's, I mean, Another you know, good their, game. Their, their record is not that great, but he has performed well. He's had a great, I mean, he's had a great season. Again, mm-hmm. 20 of 34 for 313 yards. And count them, two huge touchdowns in this game. But the Carolina Panthers without their coach, Ron Rivera, Rivera, Kyle Allen, 28 of 41 for 293 yards and count it, one touchdown, but subtract two huge interceptions. Not sure that Kyle Allen is the recipe for success in the future for the Carolina Panthers, but these two teams essentially finished this year. (laughs) What's next up? 
Also two teams that are finished for the year, Ben. We have the Jets and the Dolphins. The Jets... Eke out a victory. Beating the, the Dolphins. The Dolphins playing everybody tough. Well, they definitely played the Eagles tough. They played the Eagles tough, and, a, and they made it tough on the Jets in this game, a game the Jets should Yeah, but they're both bad won. teams. They're both really bad teams. What does that say about the Eagles? But the, the Jets should have blown them out. Oh, and the quarterback I was thinking of before for the Jets was Chad Pennington. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, there you are. Who could not push that ball down the field 25 yards without a labored effort. Uh, <laughs> but Ryan Fitzpatrick, again, you know, 245 yards on 37 attempts. One interception, no touchdowns through the air. Pretty sloppy game mm-hmm. all the way yeah, around. Yeah, pretty ugly. Not much to talk about. Nope. Next game, also not much to talk about. Chargers, Jags, Chargers winning 45-10. to 10. Against the worst team in the league. Huh. Uh, I Gar- mean, but Minshew's return. Not good. Wasn't as expected. Yeah, I mean. Foles might, might be starting, right? Foles <laughs> might be. I mean, this is just, I mean, it's it's hard to know what you're going to get. I mean, the, the Jags are obviously... You know, finished this year, they they might be the worst team in the league. Even though Cincinnati is sitting at, you know, sitting with one victory, but no one is playing worse than the Jags right now. But the Chargers just hard to know what you're going to get out of them week to week. Philip Rivers, 16 of 22 for 314 yards, and count it, three huge intercept or three touchdowns in the game. Melvin Gordon also followed up with a touchdown in the game, but 45 to 10, mm. mopped them up. Next up, and a game that we talked about earlier. The Chiefs and the Patriots. The Patri- the Chiefs winning twenty three to sixteen. Yes, the talk of the town last year. This year, no one mentioning this man's name. Patrick Mahomes, twenty six of forty for three or two hundred eighty three yards. Count it, one touchdown and subtract it, one interception. Did have a TD pass to Travis or a TD run by Travis Kelty and a TD pass to McCole Hardman. Uh, but yeah, I mean Patrick Mahomes not playing up to Patrick Mahomes' standards, but nonetheless, they get the win over the New England Patriots. Tom Brady, 19 of 36 for 169 yards. Count it, one touchdown, and subtract it. One interesting interception yeah. in this game, but this is the game we talked pretty, about Pretty earlier. pedestrian. Pedestrian numbers all year long for uh, for Tom Brady. But I mean, it, their, their offense just has not been able to figure out. Their defense has been pretty good, but that offense is really struggling. But, I mean, I was impressed with the way that Andy Reid coached this game. It, yeah, they got the two gift calls uh, on the two touchdowns that weren't against the Patriots, but the Patriots just could not get anything moving on offense. Kansas City's defense continues to play better week after week, and the Chiefs sitting at 9-4, and four, the Pats sitting at 10-3, and three, the Chiefs nipping at their heels. Mm-hmm. Very, very interesting outcome here. I mean, it's easy to root against the Pats, but what do you think? Do you think the Pats are finished? They will make the playoffs. They will make the playoffs. That's they what I was say. They're, they're, not, they're not finished for the season. They will definitely make the, the the playoffs, but the Patriots will not go very far in the playoffs. And this is one of those years I agree, <laughs> and I hope that Franny is correct. Well, you're the one who mentioned it before I did. That's uh, true. I, I, I was kind of debating it weeks ago, but now I see that they're really struggling against the top teams in the AFC and I just don't see him. Yeah, now all the rumor mills are churning. Tom Brady wants to leave. Tom Brady wants to retire. Tom Brady wants to go play for this team. Uh, you know, yeah. Don't uh, believe any of no, them, folks. No, none of it is that. true. <laughs> you know, none of it is true. Tom Brady's not going anywhere. No. All right. Next up. Next up, we got the Tennessee Tannehills versus the Raiders. Titans winning forty-two to twenty-one. And remember when the Raiders were good 
for I th- like when for I like, thought they were good for like three weeks there. Everyone's like, "Hey, this is a playoff team. You know, they might pull it off and 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 just you know squeak into the playoffs." But they've been terrible ever since that that yeah, good I mean, run. I think they were six they and had. three or six and four. Yeah, somewhere I think they're about six and four somewhere and around they there. Just they went on this losing streak. They just imploded. And Tannehill again, twenty-one of twenty-seven for three hundred ninety-one yards and count them three touchdowns in this game. Subtract it one. Big interception, but Derrick Henry again with 103 yards on 18 carries, two touchdowns on the ground. A.J. Brown rounding into a top-tier receiver with two touchdowns through the air, and Janu Smith also with a touchdown. But Derek Carr, you know, everybody's favorite slower-than-normal quarterback, <laughs> 25 of 34, 262 yards, two touchdowns in the game. But DeAndre Washington added one on the ground. Rico Gafford Added one through the air, but the the Raiders are just imploding. They'll get a win this week at the Alame- Oakland Alameda Coliseum for their last game ever. But wow, never know. Maybe they might play one more season. I mean, they they, they thought they were, this was last season would be the last season, but they have one more. And going forward, who knows? But the if Titans, that the Titans are making a Vegas. push here down the stretch. Yeah. Oh yeah. Watch out, Ben. I'm trying not <laughs> to. And the next game, Ben. Oh, this was a good game. Is your Pittsburgh Steelers beating the Arizona Cardinals yeah, 23 it, it, to 17 in Phoenix? It should not have been this close. Uh, but it was. Mm-hmm. And you know, we will definitely take the win. The game was was closer than I expected it to be, but Del- Devlin Hodges again with a very pedestrian, you know, undertaking or effort here. But he gets the win. He gets the jersey on my back. 16 <laughs> of 19 for 152 yards and one count it, one huge Touchdown, but again, no picks in this game. Uh, Deontay Johnson. Those are some jersey-worthy numbers right there, right? They are. Very efficient. 153 yards, one touchdown, no interception. Go buy that jersey. Yes, exactly. (laughs) But uh, Deontay Johnson with a huge game, a huge punt return touchdown in the game, as well as 60 yards receiving and a touchdown in this game as well. Deontay Johnson's coming out party after the last week when he stopped short on the route uh, from Devlin Hodges causing an interception that potentially could have impacted the game, but he made a statement this week by Mm -hmm. coming back with a huge, huge effort. Benny Snell Jr. also with a good effort on the ground. 16 carries for 41 yards. Not great, but he carried the ball well. I mean, he did carry the ball well and helped them move the ball. Now that the down numbers the are field. coming out of your mouth, like uh, maybe not so impressive. But, but, it, yeah, but he, it was it was he, a, it was he, an ugly game. He ran the ball. He, he did he run did. the ball. His feet touched the ground and, and he was moving forward. But Kyler Murray continues to not impress me. 20 of 30 for 194 yards. Count them. Two touchdowns, but subtract three interceptions in the game. Again, the Steelers with three takeaways in this game, and they now lead the league in takeaways uh, across the NFL. The Steelers' defense continues to get it done, pounding offenses into submission, hoping that Devlin Hodges can (laughs) just do enough to put some points on the board and get a win. Just don't make a mistake. But, yeah, you got to admit, I mean, the Steelers' defense is playing amazing. Three takeaways and... Joe Hayden ends the game again I mean, with after, a late interception. After starting 0-3 and to be 8-5 and in the playoffs, uh, it's pretty impressive. I mean, you have uh, the Ravens coming up uh, pretty soon as well. Last game of the year. With, you know, the, the the Titans and the Texans, you know, potentially chasing you for that playoff spot. We'll see what happens. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun finish. I agree. I agree. I'm just hoping that that Ravens game means something at the end and we can beat 
the Ravens oh, at the be, end to get sweet. us into the playoffs. Or Tennessee, you can just go 0-3 for the <laughs> remaining, lose two games to Houston. Uh, what's next up, Ronnie? Next up, Ben, a very ugly game for yeah. Sonia's Seattle Seahawks, losing to the Rams in L.A. 28-12. to uh, well, I mean, we yeah. start with this, you know. I mean, it was losing, unexpected. Losing, yeah, losing Penny early in the game. Um, you know, that, that really hurt them. I, I'm sure he was a huge part of their game plan in this game like he was uh, the preceding two weeks. I mean, he, he had some great games last two weeks. And yeah. in this game to uh, to tear his ACL is very unfortunate Out for, for the, the, the Seahawks and just their playoff hopes in general because, you know, they had that two-headed monster of Carson and Penny. They were both playing well. I mean, Carson still has his fumbling issues. But, you know, going into the playoffs, you want to have two healthy running backs um, because that's what the Seahawks have sort of focused on the last year, two years, is their running game. Last year, they were the best running team in the league. They sort of forced it last playoffs against the Dallas Cowboys. But uh, to lose him that early in the game, I really think that that changed their game plan. Uh, moving forward, yeah, and it was and it was on a nice. Uh, I think it was. Uh, I yeah. think it was a pass out to him in the yeah. flat. Yeah, he had a nice. Picked gain. up a first down and and got himself hurt mm-hmm. on that play. Uh, you know, Jared Goff did not play great. Couple in the game, although he has been playing well yeah. as of late. Robert but Woods had a good game, and Todd Gurley again with a good game. Yeah, twenty three carries for seventy nine yards. Turning it on at the end of the season, that's huge for the Rams. And you know, if the Rams can somehow make the playoffs, the Rams are going to be a dangerous NFC team. Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit frightened of them. I'm, the Seahawks just I think that this was one of the you're going to have a poor performance it, at know, some point. The Seahawks. This was it. Yeah, and and well, they've had a couple of these. You know, but this when they lose this one, they lost. They also got blown out by the Ravens, and they also got blown out. By, so, so when they have lost this year, they've gotten blown out. I mean, they've they've lost games badly, and all the wins, the wins that they have are all kind of close. Um, and this game was, I mean, Russell Wilson. I mean, I don't know what the the game plan is, you know, with the offense and Brian Schottenheimer. They were keeping offensive linemen in. They were holding offense eight offensive linemen in to block, yet they were not blocking. So there was, you know, Russell Wilson was still running for his life. He had no receivers out there. Tyler Lockett has completely fell off the face of the earth. It appears. I mean, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to have extra offensive linemen in the game, how can you not protect your quarterback when you've got eight guys up there? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, this it was a poor performance all the way around. I'm not sure how the Rams defense was able to just slice and dice the blocking schemes of the Seattle Seahawks, but they looked poor all the way through uh, this game. And this is one of those, it's just one of those games. 22 of 36 for Wilson, 245 yards. Zero touchdowns and one interception in the game. But Carson, 76. He had a good game. 15 carries for 76 yards, 5.1 yards per carry. But as Franny said, it was just when the, when, the, when the Seahawks lose. They lose badly. It's ugly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so sorry, Sonia, for your Seahawks yeah. there. But it was They'll just, be in the playoffs, though. They'll definitely be in the playoffs. But they can only go from one or two to five. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's no three unless you win your division. So. It seems like a big jump down from one to five, but that's that's as high as you can go down when you're not leading the division. And the last, oh, this game, is a good game coming up the here. The last game, yeah, we had the most exciting Again, game had, of the week. We had the Steelers, the Seahawks, and the Eagles. All of our tag teams uh, are the final three teams. Actually, well, we had the the Monday night game, or actually the Thursday night game that we're going to talk about a little bit. But uh, yeah, no, it an ugly game, an ugly overtime win for the Eagles. They came out on top, twenty three to seventeen, against the lowly New York Giants, who only have two wins on the season, and. You know, during the game, I was calling for Peterson's head. Ben, <laughs> Ben, I was texting you, and I said, if he loses this game, 
I don't know how you don't fire this guy. You know, I understand he did win a Super Bowl, but when you lose to two of the worst teams in the league back to back, I mean, you have to start asking some questions. Yeah, I'm Thank not God they sure won. what to make of this game. I mean, I want to, I want to, you know, grab hold on to what happened in the second half of this game when Carson Wentz was able to bring the Eagles back, yeah. playing like his old self. You know, juking defenders as they were trying to get into the backfield and making you know direct, you know, assertive uh, plays down the field. But it never should have been this close to begin with. But Carson Wentz, thirty-three of fifty, mm. threw the ball fifty times in this game, three hundred twenty-five yards and two touchdowns. Count him, Boston Scott. Yeah, out of nowhere comes into the game with a huge touchdown on 59 carries. Zach Ertz, the only receiver left outside of, I think, was it, uh, they were going to bring Josh McCown in. They were, they were thinking about it. They were thinking about it. <laughs> but it was, it was an ugly game, but it really, I mean, I think it might help the Eagles play better down the stretch, knowing that they can overcome this kind of, you know, adversity, scoring a touchdown in the fourth quarter and holding the, the Giants scoreless, scoring a touchdown in the third quarter, and holding the Giants scoreless and ending Eli Manning's reign of terror <laughs> in New York City. I think he might play uh, this weekend, too. Yeah, he is going to yeah, play. He might but, play this weekend. But, but you guys uh, will never have to play him again. Uh, maybe the last game of the season. We'll see if you Oh, you uh, play the Giants again? I believe we played them the last game of the season. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It's Redskins, yeah. Cowboys, Reds, uh, Giants. And Giants, yeah. So, um, you know, three more division games. Yeah. Um, but it, I mean, it was just it was just ugly. I don't understand. I mean, you know, you have the playoffs on the line, and you just come out with absolutely no effort whatsoever. I mean, it, it, the secondary. I mean, Darby got burned multiple times. He's out this week. If that makes you feel any better, that might be better. I'm not sure if that's better or worse because if if he's our best option, you have somebody else coming in behind him. Uh could get kind of ugly. Yeah, I mean, for the Steelers, we have Juju Smith-Schuster and James, well, James Conner Connor likely out. For the game, you guys have lost Alshon Jeffrey for the for season, the season mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. I know you were. Yeah, it wasn't very impressive this year. But, yeah, but uh, you gotta, you gotta, I mean, you gotta you have, yeah, have yeah. three tight ends and a, <laughs> and a guy selling hot dogs Hopefully. out there on your, as your wide receiver. You know, and be, Josh McCown running, <laughs> running post. Runs. I would love to see Josh McCown get in there for a few plays. He's done, actually it. Been He's done it in the past. He's done yeah. it in the past. Um, but you know, it was good to see you know Boston Scott perform well. He looks like uh, sort of that new Darren Sproles is sort of going to fill that role uh the small fast running back that can catch balls out of the backfield um you know but uh and also Wentz you know in the second half uh, especially in the fourth quarter and to overtime he looked like you know 2017 Wentz you know he didn't look anxious in the pocket he looked nervous he ran out of the pocket to make create space uh, uh for the receivers down the field um so that was nice to see um but they're still. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not very confident in this team. I'm not even confident about tomorrow's game, which we'll, we'll talk about in the Week 15 picks against uh, the Redskins. It was a good win. It was good to get the win, but the way they got it was very ugly. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but maybe he needs a little adversity. I mean, he really had no yeah. weapons on the field. Oh, and yeah, he really yes, had yeah. literal Zach yeah. Ertz and no other weapons yeah. on. Him. I mean, he had Boston Scott, uh, you know, coming out of the backfield, and who's the other running back whose name is escaping me right now? Oh, Miles, uh, Miles, yeah, Miles Sanders. Yeah, you know it was it was, and he was out. I think I, I think he got, he got, uh, hurt. He got yeah. dinged up a little yeah, bit, yeah, a little bit. And I think he, he returned. But I'm still hopeful yeah. that the that the Eagles can win can win at least two of their next three games and send the Cowboys all three, all three. Got to win all three. 
And what's next up? Another meaningless game. Yeah, I mean, it's another game we don't have to talk too much about. It's the Ravens and the Jets. The Ravens just completely blew them out. I mean, 42-21 to 21 was the final score, but it wasn't even that close. Yeah, and this is what we expect from the Ravens every single week. Yeah, oh, well, especially against the Jets. And uh, it's too bad. Sam Darnold ends his season 18 of 32 for 218 yards. Count them, two touchdowns and one interception in the game. But we can't. End the night talking about Week 14 without talking about Lamar Jackson. 15 of 23 for 212 yards. And how many touchdowns? Five touchdowns. Count them in this game. Just in another amazing, amazing performance. I cannot believe that people are talking about the fact that no one is talking about Patrick <laughs> Mahomes or we're not talking about Patrick Mahomes enough. Why can't we talk about Lamar Jackson this year the same way we talked about you all of last year? Give it a rest. We're talking about the appropriate the appropriate amount about yep. Patrick Mahomes yep. and the appropriate amount about Lamar Jackson. He's the MVP this year. Oh, I'm sorry, it's not even close. It's it's you know it's not even a competition. You know Patrick Mahomes, you're a great quarterback. You're a little dinged up. I get it. Your hand yeah. is bruised but not broken. So you know we'll move on without. We can't talk about you both every single week. Lamar <laughs> Jackson is blowing it up right now. All right, Franny, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have the NFL playoff picture. We do. Hold tight, everybody. We're going to talk about who's in and who's out. All right, Ben, and uh, we are back. And who's in the playoffs and who's in the hunt? This is a scary, scary time of year <laughs> for the Eagles and the Steelers. And Run the Seahawks, it. apparently, too. I mean, uh, I mean, they fell out of first place, a home playoff game, and now they're going to play either the Cowboys or the Sea or, or the uh, the Eagles. So, I mean, it's like they, they would play. Is that a bad thing? I mean, they're playing away. That's actually, true. actually, That's you know true. what? You're right. You're right because the Seahawks have actually performed pretty well away from this Seattle. year. Yeah. So who are leading the divisions, Franny? Uh, well, right now we got the Niners in the NFC West. Actually, I'm, I'm just reading this off of uh, NFL. 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 Uh, yeah, exactly. NFL.com. So we have the 49ers in the NFC West. We got the Packers in the NFC North, right? We got the Saints in the NFC. So I hope I'm reading. I'm just. I'm just. Yeah, reading this Saints off. Oh, okay. are leading in the South. So, uh, and and they've clinched actually. And the Cowboys are still in first place in the NFC. Unfortunately, East. Uh, we got the Ravens. Ben in your division, leading in the AFC North. We yeah. got the Patriots in the AFC East. We've got the Chiefs in the AFC West. West. That's right. <laughs> and then we have the Texans. Yeah, the, the Texans are fading. Yeah. In the hunt, we've got the AFC Titans South. at eight and five. The Browns at six and seven. They are gone. I should have uh, probably found a better website than this too. Well <laughs> the Steelers are sitting there at the first wild card at eight and five. Uh the Bills are sitting at the second wild card at nine and four in the AFC. In the NFC, it's nine and four. Vikings sitting right behind the Packers locked into that last or that uh, fifth seed or uh sixth seed, I'm sorry, and ten and three Seahawks sitting at the fifth 
seed. The Cowboys are six and seven, as Friday mentioned, leading yeah. the same record. The NFC the least. I mean, that's the only way that I mean they have a, a couple of teams that are in the hunt in the FC, in the NFC, and the Rams and the Bears, which probably won't make it. So it's basically just the Rams right now, which have a chance to make it into the playoffs. Uh, you know, if the Vikings slip up, the Rams would move into their position but ben what do you think about the steelers right now what do you think about their chances holding that wild card position i would i think you know what the reality is i think i would put it at about 50 50 Mm -hmm. of them making the playoffs i know they're sitting at eight and five right now their schedule is pretty favorable uh you know they're yes and no yes and no i mean you got the bills coming up after that you got the jets and then finishing up with the ravens in Baltimore, so I wouldn't say it's it's easy. Uh, let's look at the Titans. The Titans here have uh, the Texans twice and the Saints. So you know what, you're on something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the schedule. I think the schedule's a little. I mean, I just like that their record. Our schedule's not great, but their schedule, I think, it could yeah. potentially be worse. That's gonna be tough. Uh, you know, as, as Franny mentioned, the Browns are probably out of it. The Bears, you know, it's unlikely unless they win yeah. out. Uh, you know, they even if they win out, they probably they will not make the definitely playoffs. Definitely scoreboard watching. But what do you think about the Eagles' chances to unseat the Cowboys? Uh, you know, I can't really say I'm too confident in the Eagles. You know, I mean, tomorrow they're going to play the Redskins, and uh, I know can't it's going to be a I, tough game for no reason. It, it, it will be. I mean, it's a division game. I mean, you know, division games are always tough. Uh, I'm sure the Redskins are going to want to come out and put one of the division rivals uh, out of the playoffs. Um, They'll have a chance, I believe. Let's take a look here at the Cowboys' last game of the season. It's also, you know, against the Cowboys. So they have a couple of chances uh, right there um, to either kick the Eagles out, possibly, or the Cowboys' the last game of the season. You know, but they've been playing uh, better as of late. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm an Eagles fan. I, I really am. I just. I just don't see them putting it together right now. I haven't seen them put it together the entire year. And uh, I'd be more confident in the Cowboys beating the Eagles two weeks from today. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know the Eagles are playing at home, but they're just, they don't look good. They don't look good. I mean, they, they lost to Miami. They, they lost struggled. to Miami. They struggled against the Giants. Yeah. But the Cowboys are also in free fall, and they've got a whole lot of in internal drama they do uh, but as bad as they are they've, they've played better recently than the eagles that's true that's true so the only teams i mean the nfc the saints have clinched the nfc south at a playoff but the packers have also clinched and or actually no they have not clinched yet but they, but they cl- clinch a playoff berth with a green bay win or an la rams lost the niners uh clinch a playoff berth which it, it seems silly to say that they will not make the playoffs with a San Francisco win or an LA Rams loss or a Minnesota loss. The Seahawks, they clinch a playoff berth with a win and a Rams loss to Seattle win or a Minnesota loss or a Seattle win, a Green Bay loss and a Minnesota tie or a Seattle tie and an LA Rams loss. Uh, but sitting at this table right now, Sonia is finally back, but she won't be on the podcast tonight. But all three of our teams sitting here at going into week 15, we all have a chance to make the playoffs with the Seahawks being the most likely Mm -hmm. uh, to make the playoffs and potentially perform well in the playoffs. But I think all three of our teams have a chance. Steelers, I put at 50-50. I'd actually put the the Eagles probably more at about a 70% chance to make the playoffs, given what is going on in Dallas right now. We'll see. 
We'll Funny, see. I, I'm just not I, always I'm just, pessimistic. I'm not confident in them right now. They could be up 45 to 10 they've, with they've, 10 minutes to play. And he, well, you they've know. really disappointed me this year. Yeah, they've disappointed a lot of people. I'm sure the way that they, I mean, the way that they went into the season. I think we talked about mm-hmm. it last week. I mean, mm-hmm. touted widely as the most talented team in the league. So we'll see. I but didn't I, believe I, it at the time, and I was right. <laughs> you were, but I mean, they, well, that's true. But we, you, they could have the, they could have the, you know, the eighty-five Bears roster, and you still say, well, you know, at least defensively, right? At least, defen- <laughs> yeah, you could have Jim McMahon over over uh, Carson Wentz. I, I don't know, I don't know who I would take there. Uh, but yeah, so that's your your playoff scenarios that we're going into in terms of uh, this week and going into Week 15. You know, all of our teams have a shot. Uh, there's some teams out there that are playing really, really well. San Francisco, Baltimore, Kansas City, New Orleans. These are teams that that are going to be really, really hard to beat. In and the, the Titans, the, and Titans the Titans as well. But they have Houston and Houston and the Rams and the Rams. So that well, the Rams are playing well. Who, no, I'm saying they're playing. Who's the Houston? What's who's in between Houston and? For the Tennessee, they play for the Titans. They play. Uh, they play. The, yeah, they play uh, the Texans, uh, the Saints, and the Texans. So that's you know that's yeah. that's what gives me a little hope for the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Is we can we can beat the Bills potentially. Probably won't beat the Ravens, but we do have a chance to mm-hmm. to squeak in there because we got a little bit of an easier game there sandwiched in between those. But Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our Week 15 picks. Our week. 15 picks. <laughs> All right, Friday. What are the games on the agenda coming up this week? Let me get to that right now, Ben. Do you have them up? I do. First up, okay. Packers. Bears at Packers. I see the Packers winning that one. I actually think the Bears oh, are going to win this come game. On. I think the Bears are going to win this game, and I think this is one of my certified picks <laughs> uh, against the points. The Packers are not playing particularly well. This is a huge division matchup, and there's nothing that the Bears and the Bears fans would like more than to interrupt the Green Bay Packers run to the playoffs. So I think the Bears are going to win this game. All right. Next I up. don't believe you, but okay. So you, you're going with you're going with the Packers. I'm going with the Packers. They're you playing Lambeau. I know the they, they struggled against uh, the Redskins, but uh, I think... It's still Aaron Rodgers. It, it is. It is. And they always have a chance to win when he's on the field. And I mean, Mitchell Trubisky has played well the last couple of games, uh, but I just see him reverting back to his, his old self in this game. All right. Next up, we have Patriots at Bengals, the Patriots. battle of the video Patriots, Ben. Yeah, I'm going to take the Patriots yeah. in this game that was as well. Easy. Although it could be closer than people think. I don't think so. With Andy Dalton, the Red <laughs> Rider is in. He gives them a better chance, but yeah, they're just going to lose by less. Next up, Seattle Seahawks at Carolina Panthers. Uh Seahawks, Ben. Yeah, I have uh, to go with the Seahawks. Choose your wife's team. I will with I this will. one. Yeah, I, I think the Seahawks are uh, just better all around. The Panthers, um, you know, they, they've they started imploding last week. It'll continue until uh, the end of the year. I, I don't even know if they're going to win another game this year, uh, but I think the Seahawks should win this one pretty easily. Yeah, a lot of questions to answer for the Panthers at the end of this season. Next up, Titans, Ooh. Texans at Titans. This might be the game of the week. Who do you think, Ben? I want to say that the Texans are going to win because it helps the Steelers, but I think the Titans are going to win this game. I think the Titans are going to win this game potentially by a touchdown or more. You know, I'm, the I'm, Texans defense just can't get it together. They're yeah, playing they just can't figure it out. Inconsistent every week. Deshaun Watson inconsistent the last few weeks, so that's a recipe to lose. To I mean, ten, I mean, Tannehill is just playing amazing. Yeah, yeah, he is, and 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 they've been the more consistent team uh, ever since Tannehill. 
uh, has been starting at quarterback. Uh, the Texans just can't seem to figure it out. You know, I mean, it looks like it seems like, you know, as fans of the of the sport, you know, we, we think that hey, they finally figured out, they finally turned a corner, and they're gonna start winning games. But once we think that, they start losing. And they lose badly. I mean, yeah. to the Broncos of all teams. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're, they're inconsistency. I mean, not just this year, but, you know, all of O'Brien's tenure in, yeah. in, in, uh, in Houston. I mean, I think they really have to move on from him. He, he's gotten some really good records for them. They've made it to the playoffs with him, but they just can't make it over the hump with him. Yeah. So I think after this season, whether they make the playoffs or not, you know, especially if they lose early in the playoffs, they have to move on from Bill O'Brien. They have a good team there, um, but... I, I just don't think he's the right coach uh, for them. Yeah, Will Fuller will be back again to play this week, but still I think the Titans are going to be too much. Mm-hmm. Next up, the the real game of the week, yeah. Dolphins at New York Giants. I think the Dolphins are going to win this one. I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it'd be hard to pick against the Dolphins with uh, with with you know Ryan Fitzpatrick playing. I Yeah, I'll go with the Dolphins. I don't know that it matters who you pick in this game, but Eli Manning's last hurrah, his last home tour in New York. So you you root for the you root for Eli, but I think I think the Dolphins will win. Next up, a really exciting barn burner down in the dirty dirty of D.C. (laughs) The Eagles at Redskins. Uh I mean, I have to go with the Eagles. Being an Eagles fan, I have to go with the Eagles. I'm like I said, I'm even picking them. I'm not very confident. Uh, just because the way they've been playing the entire season, um, I, I just think uh, Haskins is going to throw a couple of interceptions. Going to help the Eagles out, even against our terrible secondary. He's going to still throw, manage to throw a couple of interceptions, and the Eagles will win. I agree. It won't and be I comfortable. Think it will be big. I, I don't think, think so. I think this is a statement game coming off the huge comeback in the second <laughs> half to force that game to overtime against the New York Giants. I think the Eagles win this by ten. Oh well, thanks, Ben. I hope so. All right, next up. Ooh, what didn't appear to be an AFC West showdown has turned into an AFC West showdown. Broncos at Chiefs. Uh, they're playing in Kansas City. I'm going to go with the Chiefs in this one. Drew Locke will get his first loss of the season. I am going to go with the... No, come on. You can't... <sighs> you can't You can't choose the Broncos in this one. Can you? I can. <laughs> I can. I can. I won't, but I could. No, I'm going to take the Chiefs in this game. I think the Chiefs are pulling it together here at the end of the season. I know they played a little inconsistently. Patrick Mahomes is hurt, uh, but the defense is playing surprisingly consistently. And I think, you know, with most of their weapons back and healthy, I think the Chiefs are really looking to challenge for, you know, for a bye, uh, a first round bye. And I think they're going to play well. Next up, Buccaneers at Lions. Is this a game? This is a game that is, is happening. It is. Matt Patricia playing for his job against Jameis Winston. I'll go with the. I'll uh, go with the Bucks. Bucks. Yeah, I think the Bucks are just you know playing better football right now than the Lions. I, you know, I think the Bucks, if this was you know week one or week two, um, right now they'd definitely be in the running for the you know for that division. Yeah, for um, sure. but it's it's just too little, too late at the end of the season for them. Um, but the Lions have just. They've completely fallen off a cliff the last few weeks. I mean, ever since Matthew Stafford, it's you know unsurprising that you know they would go downhill ever since his injury. Um, Goes to show how good he really was for that team. How much he yeah, meant his, to that his team. His entire his entire career, and it's sad that they can they haven't been able to put good players around him uh, or a running game uh, for that matter. But um, yeah, I'm going to go with the with the Bucks in this one. I think they should win pretty easily in this one. Oh yeah, and next up another game that is happening: yeah. uh, the Browns at Cardinals. Ugh. I'm going to go with the Browns in this one. 
I, I think it's yeah. be a similar game uh, with the way the Steelers played. I think it's be a close one. Um, but uh, yeah, Browns. Yeah, I don't know how the Cards are keeping these games close, but somehow they are. But I agree with Friday. I'm going to go with the Browns, probably pretty handily. Yeah, and then next one, Ben. Uh, game that is also happening. <laughs> a lot of boring, <laughs> terrible these, games. These are some terrible games. Jags at Raiders. Uh, I'm going to go with the Raiders in this one. They're Me playing too. at home. I think they're going to finally win one after uh, losing, you know, quite a few there in a row. But yeah, I think this is uh, their last. I think this is in fact probably their, their last, last game win at home and last win of the season, probably. <laughs> but I think you know anybody can beat the Jags, but but the Raiders in the black hole for the last time. Hard to bet against the Raiders on that one. Next up, Ben, another game that is happening. <laughs> Actually, this is this is a big game for the Vikings. It's a, it is, is a big, is a game, big for game for the Vikings. Yes, you know, but also could be a big game for the Chargers. Vikings at Chargers. Chargers could interfere with the Vikings' playoff hopes by playing well. They, the Chargers coming off a huge win yep. by points at least, but coming off a big win, I think the Chargers could upset the Vikings at home in a weird stadium on the West Coast, away from Kirk Cousins' comfort zone. I think it's possible that the the Chargers win this game, but I'll take the Vikings by. You know, two or three. I think the Vikings win this one pretty easily. Pretty easily. Pretty easily. Kirk motherfucking <laughs> Cousins, who's playing well. He is playing the entire season, well. well, except for those first few games where he started kind of slow. And you were saying, "I told you so." He's not a good quarterback. How did I say? I told you so. <laughs> I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> I told you so, sir. <laughs> you say, Frog says. Yeah, see. No, but uh, you know, I told you he was a good quarterback, and he has performed well. Uh, uh, you know, for the majority of the season. That's what happens when you get a tattoo of Kirk Cousins when you're young. You <laughs> have to defend him for your whole life. Next up, Ben. Rams at uh, Cowboys. Huge, huge game for both teams, actually. Uh, the Rams need to win. The Cowboys definitely need to win. Oh, great timing, though. Great uh, timing yeah, for the Rams I, to be playing well if you're are, an Eagles fan. They are. They're, 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 they're one of the top teams right now. The way they're playing, the way they're performing right now, they're one of the top teams in the NFC. I mean, their defense is playing yeah. great. Amazing. Uh, even Jared Goff last couple of games, even though he threw a couple of interceptions the last game, he played well. Uh, Todd Gurley has um, really turned it up. Rams. I'm, I'm going to choose Ooh, the Rams. Yeah, I'm definitely going with the Rams. I mean, it's, it's turmoil in Cowboy. It's as the world turns, it's days of our lives, it's young and the restless, it's <laughs> all of the above down in Cowboy land, and I think the Rams are going to win this game and send Jerry Jones back, Jera. back to his office. Next up, Ben. A game that is happening. Yes. And I think the Falcons could keep this game close. Oh, Falcons at yeah. 49ers. I, I don't believe this game is going to be close at all. I think the 49ers are going to blow out the Falcons. It won't even be close. I think this game will be close, Nope. but the 49ers will win. But I think it will be close coming off a, a loss or a win in, in New Orleans that drained a lot of their life force. That was a That was an intense game, very physical game. I think that the Niners are a little bit beat up after that game, and I think the Falcons will keep it close. But the Niners will win. Franny says, no, he's shaking his head at me like, you are crazy. Next up, Ben. Bills at Steelers. Prime time. A game that was flexed into prime time tomorrow night. I'm flexing, bro. Uh, This game is dropping tomorrow night. Franny, what say you about that? I want to hear your opinion before I... Wait, so do they have... Wait, it says... Okay, uh, okay, because today is Sunday, all right? We're actually... It's pretty late. A little late start It's pretty late, yeah. It's already Sunday morning. (laughs) Uh, You know what, Ben? It's going to be a tough one. You know, the Bills have a very good defense. Uh, That's a tough one because you're sitting right across the table from me. 
and I want to cheer for the Steelers. I want to have belief in the Steelers. I won't hold it against you. And I think they will pull it off at home in Pittsburgh. I think, you know, that, that Steelers secondary will get a few picks against Josh Allen. I hope so. And I think they will win this game. I think it's be very close. It's going to be a nail-biter right down to the end. But I could definitely see the Steelers winning this one. Thank you very much. I agree. I think <laughs> this is a defense versus defense, spy against spy. This is going to be a defensive battle. Although I do believe that this has the lowest over-under total of the week. But I still think it will go over. But the Steelers are going to probably win this game 20-17. to 17. I hope. Devlin Hodges is going to have a good game. That sounds just about right. You know, Connor may play. He may not. He's questionable, but Juju is out. Juju Smith-Schuster out for this game. But the Steelers' defense is going to have to turn it up again. And we're going to see probably an interception from Joe Hayden, maybe an interception from Minka Fitzpatrick, but I predict two strip sacks in the game. Next up, Colts at Saints. Um, I think the Saints should win this game. What about you, Ben? Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's going to be an interesting, interesting game, but I think that the Colts, you know, they just don't have enough firepower to keep up with the Saints. They played bad. I mean, even 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 against the Bucks, they don't ever play bad. They 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 played well. Vinatieri out for the year, finally. But I just think the, the the Saints are the more talented football team. Um. And I, I, I playing at home, you know, they they played the Niners very tough. I mean, that that, that was very impressive by them. I, you know, like I mentioned earlier, we predicted that the Niners would come in uh, to New Orleans and just blow them out. That didn't happen. And uh, in this game, I, I can see the Saints running away with this. All right. Next up, we have a Saturday game that will be probably wrapped up before we record our next <laughs> podcast. Texans at Bucks. Not that it matters, but Texans at Bucks. Friday, who do you take? Uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with the Texans in this one. Yeah, I am also gonna go with the Texans in this game after following up a loss to mm-hmm. the Tennessee Titans. They are gonna need to win this game, and I think they will be too much for the Buccaneers with these idiotic Saturday games that are coming up here yeah. at the end of the year. Another one. Bills and Patriots. That's also Saturday at one thirty. Interesting and that's <laughs> an interesting game. I think the Bills are gonna win that game. Coming off a loss to the Steelers, <laughs> Patriots also reeling, offense still struggling, controversy swirling around Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and whether Bill Belichick would move on from his star quarterback. I think the Patriots are going to lose that game. The Bills are going to win that game coming off a disappointing loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Defensive battle. I think they'll match them defense for defense, but Josh Allen will be stronger on offense along with his receivers and running game. I think that the the Bills will actually win this game. They might. But uh they will not pick against the Pats. You know, I, I I don't know. This is this is a really tough game. Um uh, you know this is a toss up almost. You made a lot of valid points there, Ben. <laughs> you have me believing in the Bills right now winning this game. Uh I'm the PR man you know what, you're for right, the Bills ben. now. You're right. You're right. I'm going to go with you. Bills win this game. All right. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. So, Friday, what's next up on the big board? That's the last of our... There's another game. There's actually Rams Wait, and there's, Niners there's Saturday game? at 515. 
Good Lord. Will yeah. we be watching this game during the podcast? I, I think we'll just... Why are there three games next Saturday? I think we'll just I not know that? start recording this podcast as this game is finishing. Oh, Rams. Why would that be on a... That's going to be a good game, actually. Uh, I didn't realize. I'm sorry. I apologize. I, I didn't Jesus realize Christ. there were three a games A lot of Saturday, Saturday games. I'm working next week. I'm not going to be able to watch. Uh... I have to take the Niners in this game. I don't know what's going to happen in the game tomorrow, mm-hmm. but I'm going to have to take I'm going to have to take the Niners in this game. I think it'll be close, although a lot depends on whether the Rams can keep the momentum that they've gained the last 2 weeks uh, into their their game tomorrow mm-hmm. and follow that through till next week. But as we sit here today, I'm going to take the Niners yeah. in that If game. I was to have to choose a team, I would go with the Niners. I think the Rams will keep it close, but I could uh see the Niners winning a close one. All right, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Any more Saturday games? That's the last one. That's All right, there's like one. six more that we didn't. What's next up on the big board, Friday? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have some uh, shout-outs to our fellow podcasters out we there. We have some shout So all of our independent podcasters out there, we really, really appreciate all that you do because it's so much... It has so much to do with what we do and similar to what we do. We don't do this for money. We do this for the love of the game and the love of podcasting and connecting with our fans, connecting with our listeners, and bringing you our enthusiastic our Trying enthusiastic it's coverage. Cold. It's cold uh, yeah, it's right, right now. It's, right now, I think it's in the 30s out here. <laughs> oh, maybe not that cold. Uh, so, well, maybe... Don't give us that much credit. I can see the wind come out of my breath out here, so it's definitely in the 40s. Uh, but this week, shout out to the Patty Pigskin Podcast. This show features Gary, an Irishman, and his perspective on American football. Gary is a New York Giants fan living in Boston. That is not a happy place for a New York Giants or New York Yankee fan. Follow his weekly podcast and keep up to date with everything in the world of the NFL. This is a fun filled football experience. You can follow him on football or follow him on football. Follow him on Twitter at Patty Pigskin and you can find him on Apple Podcasts. Look for the link in the show notes. This is a great show. Guy is really funny, really knowledgeable, really interesting. It's a great show. Great logo, by the way, uh, Gary. And it's a great, great show out of Boston, Massachusetts. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up, Ben, is your betting corner. And you have a lead-in. I do. You actually wrote a song. I did. So hold tight, everybody. We'll be right back with the betting corner. Fantastic. It's betting corner time, people. You'll get the certified picks. Ben won't throw up no bricks. We got the lines each week and some totals just to wet your beak. But that's not all, people. Not by a long shot. Everybody say, hey, Brownie's got a parlay. He's got the skills. But you'll put the bill. 66 of Fantastic Five. It's a betting beehive. Heavy favorites in the mix and some long shots just for kicks. It's betting corner time. Grab your tonic and lime or your bourbon or rye. It's almost always a blast, but let's make that cash last. Ben's got a teaser, a true Vegas pleaser, and six and some juice. This winner's a deuce. Everybody say, hey, Front has got a parlay. Please join him if you will. 
from L.A. to the dirty, dirty of Gainesville. It's betting corner time. Grab your tonic and lime or your bourbon or rice. It's almost always a blast, but let's make that cash last. It's betting corner time, folks. Every week on Thirst and Gold Podcast. Uh, all right. So there was a lot of passion, Ben. There, there was, was a lot, a lot passion of passion in my voice. In your there, voice. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, it really was. I enjoyed the song. I'm not sure if it's something we'll play every week, <laughs> but every once in a while we should throw it in. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was it was it was long. It was longer than I expected. Yeah, it was two minutes uh, and twelve seconds. Yeah, but I, <laughs> you know, that was that was good. That was good. I mean, the lyrics the lyrics were spot on. You yeah, know? I mean, I set the bar too high with uh with Franny's shot. Yeah, I think. Yeah, but this was good. It was it was enjoyable. I mean, it was enjoyable for me. I'm not sure how enjoyable it'll it will be, be for, for our, our listeners. Fans. But uh, you know, we played it once, and uh, let's we'll have we'll have Sonya also judge <clears throat> the song as well. My harshest critic. Exactly. So um, you know, it was good, Ben. It was good, and uh, we'll think about playing it next week <laughs> as well. <laughs> All right, apologies, folks. You know it's all a work in progress over here, uh, but all of the tunes were. Uh, uh, your voice got really high pitched right were, there. Were, were were paid for and vetted, so we at least we have that going for us. But uh, Franny, do you have any parlays for us this week? Uh yes, I do. It's a, it's my fantastic five, Ben. Fantastic. So I have the Packers, the Patriots, the Chiefs, the Niners, and the Rams. All money line, five game parlay. Packers, Patriots, Chiefs, Niners, Rams. And what's the payout on that? Not much. Those Not are all much. heavy favorites. Uh, so if you want to bet a little bit of Monopoly money on those teams... Those are the ones that I'd suggest. All right. We're not going to go through all the games this week because it is getting a little bit late out here, even on the West Coast. Uh, But thank you for bearing with us with that song. So we won't go through all the games this week. There are a lot of stinkers on the roster uh, for next week, but I'll just go through my certified picks for this week. Last week, we hit on the Niners versus Saints plus two. uh, Lost on Seahawks versus Rams. Seattle plus one. Uh, we won on the Titans versus Raiders at Tennessee minus three. Chiefs versus Patriots KC plus three also hit on that. And Giants versus Eagles under 46 also hit on that. This week we have Vikings versus Chargers. Minnesota minus 1.5. I think the Minnesota Vikings are going to win this game. It could be close, but I think the Vikings will actually win this game by 1.5, by two points or more. Next up, sorry, sorry. To all of our fans out there of the uh, Philadelphia Eagles as well as Franny. But my next certified pick is Rams versus Cowboys. I'm taking the Rams minus 1.5. I think the Rams are going to win this game at least by two or more points. Next up, we have the Bills versus the Steelers. Can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm taking the over, over 37 points in this game. Could be a push at 20 to 17, but I think that the Steelers and Bills over uh, 37, I think that that with being the lowest over on the board, or lowest total on the board, I think the Bills and Steelers might surprise some people and score some points. Next up, Falcons versus 49ers. The Falcons are getting 10.5 points in this game. 
I think that the 49ers will win, but I do not think they will win by 11 points in this game. And last up on the docket, we have the Bears versus Packers, Chicago. I'm taking Chicago plus four. I think the Chicago Bears could win this game outright. I am taking the Bears all day and twice tomorrow on Sunday. Today. Today. Today on Sunday. <laughs> Franny, what say you? Good, good, good choices, Ben. Actually, the last couple of weeks, uh, you've hit on quite a few of those. Yes, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to finish up strong here, folks. This is just for, you know, entertainment purposes. Of course. You know, please don't take any of these bets seriously and sue me. But these are, <laughs> these are just some bets that I'm going to lay down here with some fake money. But yeah, I mean, these are, these are, you know, this is the time of the year where there are some stinkers on the, on the. You know, on the schedule, but there are also some really good opportunities to make a little cash. Throw a couple teasers down in there. If you don't believe that my San Francisco game is, um, you know, is far enough out, you could take Atlanta, bust that up to 17 and a half points and take the Steelers over under and bust that down to 31 points. And that should be a nice little teaser as well. But uh, those were our certified picks and my terrible, terrible song and Frane's. Uh, it was an excellent Fantastic. song. Excellent song, Ben. I love it. Fantastic five. I loved it. I don't know if our listeners will love it. I don't know if Sonia will love it. Yeah, let's get some feedback <laughs> from our listeners. I was really sort of excited when I recorded that. Yeah, that I, was... have a, I have a mellow version of that as well. That... I have a Tom Waits version. That All right, Friday. 730 take, right? I don't know how many times At you... least. Yeah. <laughs> What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, it's our alcohol portion of the show. Uh, beginning with the shots. It's our shot. Of the week, and you have another lead in for that. I do. Hold tight, another everybody. We have our song. shot of the week. It's Saturday night, and you know what that means. It's showtime. Friday's got some bottles. Friday's got some juice. Friday's got full throttle. Friday's on the Underproof more. There's no limit to the potion to the floor. It's Franny's shot. It's Franny's shot. It's Saturday night. And it's Franny's shot. He mixes. He measures. He carefully pours. Franny's a goddamn mixology mentor. All right, another wonderful song by Ben. That was actually, uh, what, top five, I think, on the Billboard yeah, the Top yeah, yeah, 100. Yeah. It was up there for a few weeks. Uh, yeah, it was challenging Justin Bieber and... Uh, <laughs> Taylor Swift. And Taylor Swift for the uh, not top much, spot. Not much competition there. Uh, but our shot of the night, Ben, it is the holiday season. Christmas is upon us just a few weeks away. Not even a few weeks away. Yeah, it feels much longer away than it actually is given what's happened this year as cold as it is outside right yeah. now franny's got his hood on and everything it's cold it's cold right now yeah i think he pulled his sweatpants and jeans down he's got his socks tucked <laughs> he's got his jeans tucked into his socks over there oh you can see that under the table <laughs> <laughs> all right so our shot this week ben this looks like a good one it's the grinch who stole the playoffs and what's the inspiration for this shot franny uh you know what it's it's um 
I, don't, I can't remember where I found this. I don't know if it was Tipsy Bartender or if I just Googled, you know, Christmassy sort of shots. And this was one of the ones that popped up. And, um, you know, there, there are so many teams right now fighting for a spot in the playoffs for the wild card or even to win the division. And, uh, you know, it's who will be the Grinch? Who will steal that last playoff spot? And so we kind of tied that into the whole NFL sort of thing. I don't know. It's kind of stupid, but whatever. That's, well, no, because <laughs> let's, your, go, let's roll with it. Your team. My team. Who dresses in green. Yes. Wants to be the Grinch that steals the NFC East. The Steelers. The Steelers. Who you mentioned started at 0-3. Want to be the Grinch that steals a playoff spot out from underneath the Texans. Or the, or the Titans. So there are teams out there. The Rams, the Rams right now. might yank it away from the Vikings. They want to yank <laughs> it away. The Bears Which, even want to uh, yank. They're not going to do it. But they do want to interrupt someone else's potential playoff hopes. So there are teams out there that are sneaking into your house in Whoville, and they want to take the presents from oh. under the tree. Ben, you have a lot of energy for this late. Right? I do, I do. <laughs> Where did well, this come from? I can't. I, mean, I, I need coffee. I have inspired, I inspired, I have inspired by, by shot. this. All right, let's All right, take let's this. Give us a shot at some Grand Marnier uh, layered on top of some melon liqueur with uh, a few drops of lime. All right, let's do this. It looks amazing. And look for this picture on Instagram as well as Twitter. Smells really good. Oh, it tastes like the Grinch. It's sweet and sour. His little toes with his little nails. It's perfect because it's sweet and sour. It's got a bite, a kick. Like the Grinch was when his heart was really small. And it was sweet at the end when his heart grew as big as, I don't know, the whole... It grew 10 times that day or something that day. So, you know, this is this is an ideal shot. Oh, for sure. To name it after the Grinch. Absolutely. The lovable character. It's sour and ultimately sweet. Sweet. But uh, this is, yeah, this was really interesting. We probably should have taken the shot when we were talking about the NFL playoff picture. (laughs) Probably would have been appropriate at that and time. And we have an extra one here on the table we for have an Sonia, extra one who did not drink it. She evening. had a little bit. A little bit, Ben. That's going to be yours. Oh, that that no, this is really, really good. I mean, this is for the Eagles tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Getting this win and driving the Cowboys. Not only the Eagles, Ben, but the Steelers, the Steelers as well need a win, need too, a win badly. And unfortunately, we will be the only team playing <laughs> tomorrow night, so everyone will watch us win or everyone will watch us lose. Franny, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our beverage of the night. It's from Whistlepig. It's their piggyback, 100% rye, aged six years. And, uh, you know, we've, we've had this just sitting in the house for the past week, and I've been excited to try this. So, Ben, I'm sure you have a little bit more information for us. I do indeed. <clears throat> This is the Whistle Pig Piggyback. Uh, this is an interesting take. I mean, Franny had the camera. We tasted the 10 year. It was the 10 year. The 10 year rye. So, this is the <coughs> piggyback rye. It's aged six years. It's 100% rye. It's 96.56 proof. And it's all the piggyback you deserve. In the summer of 2018, David Pickerel returned to the the Whistlepig warehouses to realize his dream of creating the best aged rye whiskey for you to cocktail. 100% rye for full and full of spice flavors. It's aged six years for unprecedented complexity and bottled at his ideal strength. 
stir or shake in good company. The nose, ah, now I remember. The nose, fresh cinnamon, black peppercorn, a hint of tangerine and grapefruit zest. The palate, it's powerfully spicy with cocoa, cardamom, and cured leather flavors. The finish is wonderfully lengthy with baking spices, vanilla, and hints of citrus. What say you, Franny? You want to give this thing? Let's give it a shot, Ben. A taste. <clears throat> I don't want. I just want to listen to this music <laughs> all night. All right, cheers, Ben. You got your your glass right there. I do. The color is beautiful. It's a beautiful, rich, sort of golden copper, brown, golden. I mean, it's a darker. I mean, the color's a little bit darker than some of the bourbons and ryes that we've tasted. I mean, it really sits nice in the glass. It has a nice weight to it. I'm going to taste it. Definitely got that vanilla coming through. Mmm. Oh, it's very sweet at the, you know, at the entry. It's very, mm -hmm. very, very sweet. Very sweet. Has a spicy finish to it. Oh, that cinnamon comes through. You can, <clears throat> and the vanilla. Yeah, you can really get the vanilla at the back of your tongue. That little bit of spice on the finish. It has that nice little it's kick, very but complex. it's not. It's it, but it's not overpowering though. You know, once it goes down, it has a little bit of that spicy burn, but then it kind of goes away, and those those flavors sort of linger right afterward. You're like, you're interested in in in, in what's it, left. Yeah, it doesn't hold you. It doesn't hold. I mean, the, the finish is not particularly long, but it's just the right length. There's, there's something about it. I mean, there's something... The spice is there. The vanilla is there. The, uh, the citrus, I don't quite taste. Even, even the, the, the tenure this, whistle I, I, pig. I think I'm, I think I'm <clears throat> in love. <laughs> Are you going to have a long and relationship? I can't get enough. Are you going to have a long relationship with I this might. like you did with the Ardbeg? I might. This is, this is, I'm feeling a little bit like I want to call her even though it's, it hasn't been three days. I mean, the smell is delicious. I mean, it smells delicious. I didn't, you know, that the irony is, I didn't, you know, when I smelled it, I thought, well, I might not like this. Slight, slight creaminess with the spiciness. It's got a sweetness that, that I don't think <clears throat> I expected. And I don't necessarily think I'm supposed to taste. Mm -hmm. You know, cinnamon, peppercorn, maybe it's the cocoa that's giving me that sweetness, potentially. I don't taste the leather. Although I've never eaten it, <laughs> you never. I've smelled on, it. You never chewed on a belt. I'm old <laughs> enough to remember Wilson's leather. So the folks out there that I don't even know what know, that is. I'm uh, not sure. People will know. There people are. will know. If you wanted a leather jacket in the '80s, you went to Wilson's leather. <laughs> was that a West Coast thing, or is that was that just an East Coast thing? I think it was probably all over, but it was in the '80s for sure. '80s, early '90s. Mm, yeah, I don't remember that. If it was in the 80s, I don't remember. You didn't have a mustache and a leather jacket, though. <clears throat> I did not. I was too young to yeah, have exactly. one at the time. Now, this uh, is really good. I mean, I taste. I don't know what cardamom tastes like, to be honest with you, so I have no idea if I'm yeah. tasting it or not. But the, the the finish is so... The length of the finish is almost perfect. Yeah, it makes you think about it a little bit, you know? I mean, you get th those flavors at the back of your throat. I mean, you get, you get the that sort of peppery spice. You get the, the hint of honey... You get that vanilla, you get that creaminess, but there's something else about the Whistle Pig. I just can't put my finger on it. I, I know we, we, we tried other ryes in the past and we tried that 10-year and there was just something different. 
you know. I really like it. And, and so I mean, do the I. finish is it's 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 it leaves you thinking, but it you're I'm not thinking is this going to end at some because some some of the finishes are so long. And this is their that you just don't want it in your palate anymore. Mm-hmm. And this one does not. I mean, it just sticks with you just long enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is this is their entry level. Um, I believe uh, a rye. I believe it is. Six years. I, I mean, know. a typical rye is what? It's about you know, three. Eight, eight to ten? No, uh, I think it's about three years. I think for, Oh, a rye for is about three years? I, I, well, I think for just typical rye. I mean, I, I could be wrong. I could, you know, I probably am. But this, this I is. I think this I is, could <laughs> be wrong and probably am. <laughs> but, but, uh, no, this Sounds is. Sounds like this every is, decision I, Bill I think O'Brien is, has ever made. This is their, their entry level. I mean, they have, you know, obviously the, the 10 year and they have some other, uh, uh, whistle pigs that are they're you know higher in price you know close to a hundred dollars or so this this bottle is about forty five dollars uh, which is um, it's pretty good for 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 the and it's a for full the bottle, flavor right? it's a oh, this is yeah the seven fifty it's for the flavor profile uh, this is a very good rye probably the, one of the best that we've had on the show and it um, has legs as I was, wine drinkers would say I was excited to uh, to try it I'm glad. That we did, and I'll definitely be drinking this one. I won't be mixing this one with Coke. This is something that you just want to drink on its own. Oh, for sure. Yeah, this is it's very good. And normally I grab I like uh, normally I grab the art bag or an Isla after each show to do the post production and and listen to the show. I think this is this is mix this is right up there. I mean, the more you drink, it has that that nice. I might be drinking this that, in post production. Hmm, that creaminess is interesting. Creamy vanilla, but it has a creaminess that that doesn't. Don't know how leather tastes like. Uh, it's not alone. No, it's like a spicy yeah. creaminess. It's some pretty of the interesting. Creaminess, Something the, about the whistle pigs that we've tried yeah, so far. Some it's of just, them we've had. I, I don't know. I can't explain that. That sort of relationship kick. You know, there's just something in there. I can't yeah. put my finger on it. It's gonna turn out that it's it could be the cardamom of, or whatever. Know. I'm not sure what cardamom tastes like. Like you said, Ben. I don't. Know. I'm not sure. I don't, know. I don't, I don't even know. I've been mean, guessing <clears> it's the spice. From afar, but it's really good. I mean, this is. I mean, I recommend place. this to all of our listeners out there that you know want to, you know, try a whistle pig. Um, you know, this is this is. I think their low, lowest price offering that they have um, that I'm aware of. Um, but it is very good. Very. And good. what would you say? Let's uh, let's give this a review yeah. and a ranking or a ranking at least. Uh, I mean, yeah. For uh, for a rye. For a rye. I, this let's is... break these down into categories, right? So now we have a rye of all the ryes we've tasted. Mm-hmm. You know, your ideal rye being a 10, mm-hmm. where would you put this one? I also really like that Sagamore. That one was also very good. Um, I might rate this one. That's, if the Sagamore is a 9, this one would be a 10. I really like Ooh, this one. This, this is good. This is good. Actually, the other one that we had, the tenure, was also a 10. They're both very good. This might Whistle Pig be... knows what they're doing. Yeah, this might be the best rye we've had. I, I just like that. I mean, I like the old Forester. That the, kick. That the more kick. The, 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 the longer aged old Forester that we had. That one was a little harsh. On the it finish. was a little harsh. Yeah. So this one I would give a nine. <clears throat> I mean, as okay. rise go, this is about as good as I think we've had on the show. But just smell that. I mean, it smells great. It smells good. The, the sweetness is I there. I want to dab this behind the ears. <laughs> dab it behind the ears. Yeah, it's that good. Oh, my God. Wow. It's good. It's good stuff. Yeah, I mean the hipsters are onto something. <laughs> hmm. All right, Friday, what's next up on the big board? 
there's that creaminess. Next up on the big board pan is our beer of the week from is it El Segundo? It's El Segundo Brewing Company in El Segundo, California. Not too far. Los Angeles International Airport adjacent. <laughs> that's that's where we were. It's a, yeah, we were there tonight. So hold tight, and we'll be right back with our beer of the week. All right, Ben, so we have the beer on the table. I poured some in the glass. You have the bottle right there in front of you, and I'm sure you have some info for us. I do. We are drinking the El Segundo Citra. Ooh, well, smells good. El Segundo Brewing Company. Smells hoppy. Citra. So let's open this beer. And Makes see me what warm and have. hoppy. <laughs> that, that's, that's not a can, but yeah. Well, it's, a, <laughs> it's a canned bottle. <laughs> Oh, it smells so good. I could get a sound effect for like the bottle opening. Or a song. That. Or a song, oh, Ben. A song. <laughs> actually, I could definitely do a song for beer or for actually maybe the betting corner. Maybe that's not my forte. Maybe that's why <laughs> I shouldn't do it for that particular segment. Uh, this is from the El Segundo Brewing Company. It's a Citra Pale Ale. The base is very similar to the very straightforward Blue House Pale Ale, which is another offering from this company. They swap out the crystal malt. Sounds like something that Walter White and Jesse Pinkman might make. They swap out the crystal malt for some Vienna. And then after fermentations, they add an insane amount of citra for a double dry hop. We actually used the citra in our first round or seventh round. Seventh round. IPA. This result, it's a hop monster with a whole lot of citrus aroma up in your face. This beer is a real crowd pleaser because of its upfront fruitiness and restrained bitterness. They often find that people who don't even like hoppy beer like this beer. Give it a sample and find out the glory that is the Citra Hop. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, well, we tried the El Segundo, I think it was the. Was the, the Hammer, Hammerland IPA? I think it was the Hammerland IPA, uh, and that one was delicious. Oh, it was we, very good. We both also loved that a beer. Bit citrusy. It was. It had a little bit of fruitiness, a little bit of citrusiness to it. Citrusiness. Yeah, that's a new word. <laughs> that's uh, a new word. <laughs> look it up. Um, Everybody say hey. <laughs> no, but just just smell it. I mean, you can smell the citrus coming through. It has a little bit of a pine. I don't know if you could smell it through the bottle. I mean, I have the glass in front of me, but. Man, this smells I good. I smell the pine. Ah, oh, smells good. You're going to smell out of this? Yeah, I'm going to smell out of Franny. Franny <laughs> only gives me the bottle. He don't care about me. Ooh, that, that smells, smells nice. Yeah, right? Smells delicious. So, cheers, Ben. Let's give this a shot. Oh, wow. That's interesting. It's tight. It's, that's tight, as in <laughs> <laughs> which way is it? I mean, which way is it? it? Is it, it like it's, 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 early two thousands? Like that's <laughs> tight, bro. Is it like that type of tight? Or <laughs> yeah, I should stay away from the urban <laughs> idioms. I mean, it's tight. It's 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 compact. Uh huh. 
the flavor is there, the smell is there. It it gives it, it all you. to you at once. Yeah. It hits you with the hops. Oh my god. I mean it's really it's crisp. It's complex, but but it's crisp. Quick it's, in it's refreshing. And like you said, it has all the flavors there, but it doesn't linger. So I see why on on their website. Oh wow. Why they would say that this particular beer, um, or Sonia, for instance, is not big on on IPAs or hoppy sort of beers, but she actually might like this because it kind of hits you with that initial flavor of hoppiness and has a little bit of citrusy notes to it, but it doesn't it doesn't stay in your mouth. It doesn't linger. It doesn't have that long finish. It's, it's like, kind hello, of a, I'm out. It's kind of a, a, a zap of those flavors, and then it's nice and crisp and smooth on the finish. I mean, man, El Segundo. This is the second beer in a row. I mean, it's like that Einstock. I mean, we've liked everything from Einstock so far, but El Segundo, that Hammerland, and uh, this one. Airline Fuel makes a good, good beer. Good stuff. I mean, it's, it's just really interesting how all the flavors and the complexity are right there as soon as you put it in your mouth. And just as quickly, they're gone. Very good. Very good. Like Alex said in our one podcast, like, you know, you drink it, it has a little bit of a complex flavor, and it just hangs on your mm-hmm. on your palate. I'm a beer. Listen to me for another 30 <laughs> seconds. This one is, I mean, it's right There's there, some, yeah. and it sort of just leaves you. Yeah. That bitterness does not stay on your tongue. There's actually not much bitterness. There's a, there, there's a little bit. Oh, it's there, but it's gone. But not much. But it just, I mean, yeah. it has that IPA flavor. Mm-hmm. Like, I expect it to just hang with me for a little bit, but it goes away. Hmm. It has the flavor, the IPA flavor, the I bitterness. Just like, like the crispness to it. It it's is, so crisp yeah, it is at crisp. the finish. I wonder if you could add. I'm not sure. It just, it, 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 I feel like there's a little bit of something I could add to this. I don't think so. I mean, I, I, I think. It is the perfect IPA for people that don't like IPAs. <laughs> this is the perfect like IPA if, if, for if, people who don't like If to- you want to introduce somebody to an IPA, you give them this, so it introduces the flavors to them. They don't linger very long. They kind of disappear very quickly, kind of like a, you know, a Pilsner just has that crispness right at the finish. Um, but it has that sort of, you would expect it to be heavy, and then it's light. Yeah, it's not heavy at all. No, I but you would expect it like it would. I mean, even in your glass, it looks. Yeah, when you initial when it initially a little bit heavy hits your tongue, you're like, "Ooh, this is gonna be bitter," and then it's like gone, and you get that nice crispness, you get that citrusy notes, you get a little bit of pine in there. <clears throat> it makes me want to make more beers with you hmm. using Citra hops. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is shockingly good from a. It's not shockingly good. Their last one was from a delicious. beer made next to the I mean, airport. If, if you were to rate this one, Ben, on our thirst and goal beer rating, it's shocking. It? It, it is different. It's different. It it's just is a, a. I mean, typically, you know, think about mowing your lawn on a ninety-five <laughs> degree summer day, and you know, myself I don't usually personally, do it on a ninety-five degree day. I usually let the sun set before I start. Yeah. Well, not all of us have that luxury. <laughs> But so you're, it's 95 degrees. You're mowing your lawn. You're hot. You're sweaty. Like I want a beer. What do you want? You want a Budweiser. You want a Bush. You want something that's light and uh-huh. like a lager that or a Pilsner that just refreshes you. 
this beer can do that. Mm-hmm. But you're getting flavor. But you're getting flavor and the alcohol and a complexity. Mm-hmm. And it's not that far away. Wow. I'm impressed. Yeah, so am I. The last two offerings, this one and the Hammerland, very good. This is impressive. Wow. I wonder if it's sold uh, countrywide. I wonder if I wonder if it is sold all over the U.S. I think it might be, but if you can find this at your Total Wine or your Bevmo or your local liquor, liquor establishment, <laughs> I would recommend strongly this beer. Very good, very good. What do we rate this? I would give this one a nine, just because it's it's just different. You know, it, it, it's it's not what I expected. I mean, you smell it, it's so, thick. and you think you're gonna get that you know strong sort of bitterness. At, you know, at the finish, uh, your eyes are even telling me I don't like the bitterness. No, no, I like I like bitterness. Don't get me wrong, but I I just enjoy the crisp sort of flavor on the finish. It's like bitter and crisp. Yeah, this is really really good. Yeah, very good. Yeah, I would give it a nine as well. Yeah, very good. All right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our housekeeping to finish All up tonight. All right, we're going to finish up the show. It's about 2 o'clock in the morning <laughs> out here on the West uh, Coast. Sort of woke up a little bit. So thank you all. So thank you all for listening to our show. We are humbled that you like our show and encourage you to share our website, thirstinggold.busproud.com, with your friends, relatives, anyone you also think would like the show. Anyone can listen and subscribe for free by searching for us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora. We're on Pandora, people. CastBox. CastBox. Google Podcasts, Overcast, Stitcher, or just about any other podcatcher out there. Please leave us a review. If you would like to leave feedback or ask a question to be answered on the show, email us at podcastthirstinggoal at gmail.com or call us direct at 818-350-2680 and leave us a voicemail. Please be aware we may use your voicemail and play your question on the show. Please also follow us on Frane's amazing Instagram account and my mediocre so generous. C plus so generous, Twitter Twitter account at Goal Thirst. Frane, any thoughts for our listeners before we we are at two hours on the nose. Wow. This is a short podcast for it, us. Well, it's it's late on the west coast right now and thank you everybody for listening we're going to sleep (laughs) yes thank you all and we'll see you next week (laughs) 